Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. You missed Ryan rapping moments ago, uh, which certainly would have been in a bit of copyright infringement, but, you know, he wouldn't get sued. I would, so maybe it's best it's not here. Um, mm-hmm. So good. I'm Joey, the not being sued guy, and I am joined by uh, the my co-plaintiff, no defendant, Ryan. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the defendant. I'm the defendant. I'm I'm the one on trial. I mean, I mean, you're the one who who wrote it. Oh, okay. Well, you're not my lawyer, um, and uh, I, I I'm I want equal representation. I mean, you've got you've got Ace Attorney Sam Coffee on the on the case. Well, Sam's my lawyer. I mean, he's our lawyer, so I guess he's your lawyer. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Sam's a decent fellow. In that case, sing away. <laughs> Sam, just broke, in, <laughs> in, Sam just broke out into. Sam just broke out into. I'm going to dig Sam an he, even bigger hole. <laughs> Sam just broke out into a cold sweat on a Sunday afternoon, and he doesn't know why. He's like, I don't do pro bono. Um. <laughs> I'm for profit. I've got children. Uh, all right, Ryan's here. Um, We've got we've got uh, Miles podcasting dirty. Howdy, and Steve. Hello, everyone. I knew he would match my enthusiasm. (laughs) Everybody sounds like a bunch of Debbie Downers. Well, I mean, it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, I don't know. Did your dog die? Like, I don't know why you're sad. I don't know. I I mean, at all. I mean. Um, I mean, no, I don't um, know what you're saying about me, Ryan, but I'm as high as can be. <laughs> well, usually, you now no, that's well, very true, Steve. You are always high as a kite on these episodes. Yeah. Well, no, he, he he's he's take the problem is he's taking downers. He's taking no. a ton of downers. He's hooked on a feeling and high on believing. Mm. Can you I mean, maybe we should stop recording, but Ryan, you can get me more believing, right? Yeah, believing is a drug that is uh, that's that Ryan dead. sells I'll get, periodically. I'll get you yeah, yeah. You're yes. welcome, All right, buddy. cool. That's a. That's a drug trafficking joke across many state lines. <laughs> when Ryan's yeah, not we'll on, we'll go to we your favorite this... neighborhood uh, New York pizzeria and sell it to you. All right. You want to talk about the the cold sweats? Uh, <laughs> Sam would be like Sam. So, can you help out Ryan? He was arrested on federal trafficking charges. <laughs> what was the drug? It's called believing. He's like, yeah. well, I gotta, well, I gotta. It's probably not a good time if your lawyer has to Google what you did first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang on, I think that's. Give me a minute. I think that's most lawyers probably have the time to tell you the truth. True. Um, Speaking of things that you're not going to like, I uh, have a question for you that is better that I didn't prepare you for. For me? All of us. Oh, I don't. You were just talking to me. No. um, For Steve? For for Steve, too. For you. For For, for Miles? Miles. Yay. Doringo Dig Dongo has a question. Man, what a name. Yeah. Thanks, Doringo. (laughs) They go, hello, I have a question for the podcast. I kind of buried the lead, I guess. Why did Um, it almost sound like you were doing like an Australian accent to begin? Hello. Or like an English accent. Crikey, I've got a didgeridoo for you to work on. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, oh, I can do a didgeridoo sound. Let me try. Go ahead. I really hope the question is about the... uh, (laughs) My question is about Quigley Down Under. Now, um, <laughs> what is the most famous or acclaimed direct? Yes, that's the poll I went with, by the way. Um, here, 
I'll go again. Uh, Durango Dig Dongo. Hello, I have a question for the podcast. What is the most famous or acclaimed director that you have not seen a single film by? Steve's like um, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Just waiting for him. I'm still. I still think he's an up and comer. Once he gets there, that's that's a that's a tough question. I know. I didn't want to prepare you because I thought you would uh, come up with a good answer, and I want to see you. I want to see everyone oh. flutter for like, oh god, I can't pick like. You have to now. I feel like you're gonna have to pick a bigger name now because you couldn't prepare. I may end up cheating because I feel like a lot of us probably saw things, you know, um, film school wise, right? Or at least you know, like a, like in college, you know, a film class, if not you know, a full on major. So it may it may have to be like things that uh, you didn't see all of, but try to do things you haven't seen at all, you know, anything of. I mean, I've got mine ready to go. All right, go for it. Uh, I have not seen any films by Andre Tartofsky. Mm. Damn, I almost said that one. That's yeah, I uh, I own I've this stuff, seen, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've only seen, um, I think, one. I'm looking I've right seen, no, I've no, seen I, like clips on YouTube. I, I was watching a clip from Nostalgia the other day, but I've never seen the full one of his movies. See, I've only seen two. I've seen Stalker and I've seen Solaris. So it was close. Um, um, you know what the problem was is like last year I crossed off a couple on my my other podcast that I do over at In Session Film. We do movie series for directors, and so I crossed off, you know, like Robert Altman and Palin mm-hmm. Pressburger and some some big names last year, and and saw some movies in between. So I was able to to do that. So to so pick one. <laughs> um okay um i i think i can confidently say that i have um well i don't think he's like an all-time director never mind that would that wouldn't wouldn't count who are you you going with well like of a modern director i've never seen a lars von trier film close enough yeah because i've just never i would would say that's a major one yeah i wouldn't it's just somebody that I've heard well, a lot about Well, how can you it. say you've never seen any of his movies? No, I just there I hear go. I hear what everyone you hate says name. about his movies and and that there's and just it doesn't sound like a cup of tea for me like to get into or I have to be in the right mindset for it. They're not all one way. He's done a wide variety of okay. different styles. I know like recently it sort of feels like that though. Mm-hmm. So I, I would agree a lot of his more recent ones fall into a very sort of yeah. narrow bubble. But if you look back at some of his older stuff, he's been much more experimental in the past. He was he was annoying in a different way then. Yeah. Well, and he <laughs> technically co-founded the Dogma 95 movement that he then never partook in. Yeah. Everyone do this. Be very strict. By the way, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Actually, that's I mean, a pretty good idea. I might run a website that way. Oh, well, hopefully, yeah. you could, hopefully that, See works, that out works out for me. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> all right. Steve, do you got one? Uh, I was struggling. Then I realized, uh, what's his name? Um, oh. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Spielbergo. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm really struggling because I I tend to kind of bounce all around and, and test the waters. There's no uh, one that stands out. Well, like the I mean I I mean Senior I wish Ding I did. Won't uh, won't be. Oh wait, that's not the net name. What was the What was the guy's name? You're the one who said it three times. I know. Yeah. I I was I uh, caught up with uh, Senior. Durango Dig Dongo is disappointed in Steve. I, I've got an answer. I've never seen a film by D.W. Griffith. Because fuck him. 
Even in film school? No. I mean, I'm not counting the two minutes of Breath of a Nation they showed us. Oh, they made us watch the whole damn thing like twice. Well, no, you're uh, a racist. Never, I, I didn't you. want it. They made me watch it in like an African-American studies film class. Miles asked for a third time. Miles was like, play it again on loop. You know what? Yeah. I bet you they showed you Lenny Reifenstahl too. They did not because it was not relevant to African-American studies in that way. I bet you it probably mm-hmm. was. If I, I could tie it together. Oppressed culture? Propaganda? Well, maybe you could, but our professor did not. Uh, well, is this the same person who re-edited The Patriot? Cause... No, that was in elementary school. They allowed us huh. to watch movies with bad words in them in college. Uh, I, had a, I had a teacher in high school in a film class who, I like how we're just moving on from this now, um, had a <laughs> film class and picked pretty good movies, but it was an elective in, in my high school, which was not a part of the like specialized program I was in. So it was just kind of like people got thrown in there. So, uh, you know. Perhaps they weren't sending their best to film or whatever they called it. But uh, he showed he showed good movies, but he would cover up nudity like very awkwardly. Like he was like shy. So like a piece of like loose leaf paper would would cover the sex scene in Fargo. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about like he was like awkwardly like sticking in front of the projector or something. No, he took so. he pulled out like one piece of loose leaf paper in front of like the school television that you were using to watch the Oh my god! <laughs> Hopefully DVD, but probably VHS. Oh, that's amazing. Or but, oh, but, again, but but hang on one second. Showed us that, but also showed us Blazing Saddles and didn't you know mute certain words like you know made a big case of like this is part of the joke of this movie is how obscene this is and how ridiculous their racism is. So enjoy that, guys. But boobs, no, no. Well, you can tell mm. where his priorities are. Yes. This Joy, I, Joy, I found I I um I went down. You know, you go on like Google and you find a bunch of names because your mind goes blank. Thanks for preparing sure. us for this. Um, I worked out as intended. <laughs> uh, someone that I I've always wanted to see and I just I haven't and I and I promise I will and I usually Sylvester I, Stallone. I'm no. When I make my promises, I usually go out and and do it, and it, this gives me a, a good chance to go do it. Is a uh, Jane Champion? I've never mm. seen. A, oh, I haven't or seen Jane any Champion of hers either. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Start yeah, with it. I've never seen the cut. <laughs> I've never seen. I, yeah, I, I've always wanted to see the piano, and and I've never in um, Portrait of a Lady. And, so, what, uh, so what you're I saying never, is I never saw seen... I never saw Top of the Lake either, and I always heard it was a really good show and. So what you're saying is you have indeed seen more films directed by Sylvester Stallone than Jane Campion. Unfortunately, yeah. Because I've so you're saying seen Rocky the, Balboa. So. so you're saying that by definition, no. you think Sylvester Stallone is a better director than Jane Campion? No, I just I've, I've just never I've just haven't got around. It's one of the few female directors um, that I have not seen at least a film or two right. from. Right? How old so. are you? 29 years old all right if we could if we could figure out how many movie going hours that is they said available to i them. also have a life also too like it's i have a wife i have a you know we we so you offered also. your wife uh she's not gonna want to and she's not the same kind of person either like or so, she's like oh let's put on the piano so you, you know? so <laughs> you know if you if i know you her pop taste. up in the McQuaid household it's mm-hmm. more likely that you would have seen oh god staying alive than bright star <laughs> staying alive that's that's the isn't that the the, 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 the sequel to yeah. saturday night fever 
Yeah, but didn't but That's you're Stallone telling me Stallone did that? He directed that? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you're lying to me. That's 100% true. Holy shit, I didn't even know that. By the uh, way, well, I've, well, office, I've never seen I've office. never seen it. I've only seen the first one, but uh, massive but, box office hit, by the way. Oh yeah, because it's totally coming off the curtails of the first one. Mm-hmm. Like okay, now I got to look up Stallone and see like what I have seen of his from director. the director of Rocky, Staying Alive. Well, he didn't direct Incredible. it. All right, we, well, hey, we'll go. Let's 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 go down this rabbit hole. Sylvester Stallone's directorial career. Oh well, okay. He's Before we get it. into the ones he did do, I want to bring up one that he didn't do that I always thought would be super fascinating. There was right, a sir. point in like the early 2000s when he was going to do a movie about Edgar Allan Poe starring Viggo Mortensen. Oh, I thought he okay, was. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. I, I would have no, yeah. been play the Raven to see Stallone's take on Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, I do remember this because he used to go on uh, Ain't It Cool News and do like Ask Me Anythings basically at the time. Ask me, ask me anything. I mean, which is which is weird, but also I kind of gave him credit for like, I'm going to interact with the readers, you know? Um, hey, hey, Joey, ask, ask me anything. I, uh, I'm, pretty sure I'm pretty sure you're a Republican. Did you vote for Trump? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you. Everybody's yeah. everybody's good in my book. Awards radar podcast. No shortage of Sylvester Stallone impersonation. <laughs> remember when? Uh, remember when you got arrested or detained on a plane for steroids? I don't remember that either. Could it be because of steroids? I'm, maybe. Yeah. All right. Here's his uh, filmography that he directed. 1978's Paradise Alley. I remember that. That was a good picture. Yeah. Three Brothers in Hell's Kitchen, who become professional mm-hmm. wrestlers. Uh, Rocky II, 79. That's why I win. Rocky III. Wait, hold on. Is this Sylvester Stallone or Andre the Giant? <laughs> a little bit of both. Anybody want a peanut? Oh, goes back and forth. Who's to say? <laughs> it goes back and forth. It sounds like the two of them are French kissing. Uh, <laughs> Rocky III. I can't, do, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Rocky God three. Damn it, Steve. Um, Great movie. Staying alive. Also, the uncredited screenwriter. Holy also, shit! Also, by the way, this is blowing is the, my uh, mind. He is the uh, screenwriter of Rhinestone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, Miles is yeah. so happy right now. <laughs> well, because like, have you seen Rhinestone? It's the most fucking ridiculous no. movie in the world. <laughs> By the way, if you want to know two of his uh, most wild, uncred- some of his uncredited rewrites are like uncredited. Um, I'm sorry. Hang on. I got to back up. Let me back up. So I was looking at, I was mixing up actor and writer because I was like, wait, he did an uncredited write on Bananas and Clute? <laughs> that would have been something. Oh, is Rhinestone the one with um, Dolly? No. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it? Yes. It's him yeah. and Dolly Parton. Where he's like a country you're the one singer. Say, you're just like saying, "Oh, it's a crazy film." And you don't even fucking remember who's in the movie. By the way, well, I saw it wild... once. It didn't exact right, other right, things stood a... out to me. Here's a mad <laughs> Dolly Parton stood out <laughs> because to me, huh? it was in 3D. You want to know the Mad Libs <laughs> of that movie, directed by Bob Clark? Wait, which movie? Rhinestone. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Directed by Bob Clark of Black Christmas and a Christmas Story. The screenplay is by Sylvester Stallone and Phil Alden Robinson. Academy Award nominee. Of course it is. Uh, love it. Um, what else did he direct? He did Rambo three. First Blood. Hang on. Am- Rambo oh. First Blood Part 2. Rocky 4. He didn't do... Wait. He directed both about? of them. What? 
he didn't do first blood or part two. He just did Rambo. He's, he's no, no, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote. Oh, first. wrote. I thought you were talking about directing. Sorry. No, directing was Rocky Four. Then he didn't then direct again for a Balboa. long time. Yeah, Rocky Balboa, Rambo, Expendables. And I think that was his last one. He has he has a new he has one I think that he's oh it's a TV series that he's gonna direct with Dolph Lundgren. Well, it looks mm. like that's gonna come out called The International COVID Operative at the Department of Safety and Security at the UN. That's it. That's it. That's the top, that's the full thing. That's it. That's the tweet. And he's not gonna be in um speaking of which, it ties into the news in, this uh, week. Creed three. Creed three. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, kid, you gotta do your own thing, and I'm gonna do my which own. Which I, uh, I, I sincerely hope. Which I granted, I love him in, in the two Creed movies. I sincerely Did they kill me it, off, Joe? No, I sincerely oh. hope it just means they're gonna not reference Rocky, like that. Up that, like you know, I'm over he here. Can have that Adonis can have like adventures without him. Well, I'm gonna miss if he that, dies kid. off screen after like. Wasting the opportunity to win him an Oscar by killing him in Creed. I'm gonna kill Mark Rylands. Swear to God. Kill Mark Rylands? Is that the plot of Creed 3? He's in jail because he killed Mark Rylands? Yes. I mean, hell, that would be an interesting turn of events. <laughs> I know, like, Mark so Rylands plays like a John Malkovich version of himself. Yeah. No, well, yeah, Mark no, Rylance. like Rocky Balboa has some personal vendetta against the actor Mark Rylands. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's other so than meta. That, it's actually great. But other than that, if you could talk about like if he was going to be somebody's father, he's only got that he hasn't like rematched yet. It mm-hmm. would have to be either Clubber Lang, which all manner of problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine because Clubber Lang was like, you know, I raised myself. I'm an orphan. Like, imagine if his his like long lost like adopted father was played by Mark Rylance. We, we wanted you to be a chemist. You're digging a hole for yourself today. I mean, the only other option would be for him to be uh, the Rocky Five father, right? Tommy, the machine gun. No, that's fair. But like, I, no, I so blame Stallone the is doing wrong. I think that, you mean that. The, so you weren't planning on your we write about Gene Hackman pitch to turn into a Sylvester Stallone pitch instead? Hey, you know, I'll take it. Right. It, it could um, be a, it could be a Stallone pitch, yeah, but it is true. interesting that that Michael B. Jordan is going to direct that film, and it does seem like he will take it into his own sort of sphere, yeah. and and it be it be almost like what Stallone did with the Rocky franchise, yeah, which is know? fine. I mean, which is I'm Michael interested in seeing what he's going to do. Is certainly uh, in the franchise mode right now. I do worry that it's going to get to be in the sort of like Chris Pine way where like there's one franchise I care about and a bunch of others I try to start and they don't really fly. Like, you know, which, like, like, like with who? Chris Pine. Yeah. Oh. Star Trek. Well, now are you saying that also with Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, because he's in Without Remorse, which I watched yesterday under embargo, but I guess you can probably get a sense of how enthusiastic I am about it. Um, well, which, nice to know you got your screener and I didn't. So. Well, I, uh, I'm interviewing jo- Jody Turner Smith after we finish this. Oh, well, that's uh, rude. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and then he... You and know, then maybe may he's w- going to be Superman or something. Exactly. He, he may well be Superman. He might be and, Hercules. Yeah. And, and you know, crazier things have happened time. than Killmonger making another appearance. Well, he is confirmed for the uh, animated What If series, so he's going to be in at least one episode of that. Yeah. What up with... And, and would it be the most surprising thing in the world if they ultimately brought him back to the Black Panther universe? It wouldn't be, even though they should just continue the damn character. 
I, th- I think they it might be one of those things where you get another <laughs> visit with him in like the afterworld realm or something the spirit realm. yeah just or they recast figure out some way to no like, couldn't disagree hard. more couldn't disagree more I wonder if there's Miles, a way to no person would... is bigger than the character in which they play. That's ridiculous. At a certain point down the road, Indiana Jones is going to be recast. At a certain point down the road, yeah, but we've seen Black 900 Batman more to more people than Indiana Jones does. It's a different. So let's situation. just kill off the character. So let's just kill off the character and not let I'm... it mean more for kids down the road. No, it can mean more if other members of that very diverse cast also get mm. a shot at leading the franchise. Mm. Yeah. Well, it, what's so wait? Well, before we move on, what to you, Ryan? You know, noted clan member, um, is the difference between <laughs> uh, I'm between not the clan member? I'm just. I'm what's just saying, the difference I've, to you I've between been consistent for years for this? Well, my, my point is here. What's the difference to you between having? Um, I'm trying to think of like. Let's say Anthony Mackie becomes T'Challa. Like well, that's he, not. Well, he can't. Well, that's he's obviously not. That I mean, that would be a that obviously doesn't like, work. Insert, insert he's busy comparable... being the next Captain America, maybe. Exactly. Um, maybe. Wink, wink. You know, they they recast the role. You know, yes. Pick someone who's not in. Okay, pick anyone you want who's not in Black Panther. For Yaya Dolmatin the second. Sure, he's he's <laughs> he's recast, and Black Panther two is the script that Ryan Coogler was writing. What's yeah. the difference between that to you and a Black Panther 2 where that particular king has died and either Suri becomes Black Panther or Daniel Kaluuya's character becomes Black Panther or Killmonger is reformed and comes back from the dead and becomes Black Panther. Like okay. at its core, aren't they all recasting the role in this just a different form? Okay. So, because the Black because Panther there's been character plenty of will back, continue. Black Panther that just doesn't, but it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel though the way we were left off the last time we saw him, or even within that film, the last time we saw T'Challa, he was like, "Okay, I'm starting like my new life or whatever." You'd have to like sort of come up with some sort of scene or whatever where he dies, and everyone's all sad, sad, sad for like the first hour of the damn film, which will just be a, a wreck. And and just this like okay I mean, yes we all understand that like yeah, yeah I mean, or you know could start too with that about it right now to go that far into conjecture and then and here's the thing to bring back the to bring back worked Kel- with well, him on the film have made this decision so if they feel like no. that's what he would appreciate the most that's what they're gonna well do. they don't well they're in a oh they're to oh make that call than we because are. they're so they're so close with him they knew that he was sick right. They no, no one. It was a no, yeah, exactly. The so if thing. they wait, so if they don't know something like that, then how are they supposed to know something, you know, like this? I mean, even beyond, like you can't have you can't have that conversation could have been had before. Exactly. So then, so wait, therefore, wait, wait. he didn't tell them, you know, if I died. No, I'm not saying such and he such told because them verbatim. The fact that, I'm know, saying they worked with him and knew him better than we do as outside speculators. I mean, this is also well, a, Disney, a they, Disney property, so what the what the individual person cared about is irrelevant. Let's be real. But yeah. here's going back to what you said that I think is still I don't think really makes a difference if you're if no if person is bigger than the intellectual property in which it is done. It's but just if you're, a fact. if you're, let's say and you're for the betterment of the story, it the is to continue is that. Still going on. Like, what's the problem? But here, but no, here's, the, here's the property is going to go on, but it's 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 sort of like the thing of, and whether you regardlessly you like the film or not, it's the what if scenario, and it's actually really perfect because 
no one never intended to make the dark knight rises what it was he had a script and everything or he didn't even have an idea just yet and he was going to start a blossom it and he always said that ledger was going to be at least a part yeah. if not a key part of the final film in that trilogy yeah and when he passed he had to make something completely different now i give that movie a lot of passes because of that but i still think i, I don't know if you could have recast that role it's just so specific and so singular and it's just by itself. And it's like, uh, it would be a copycat. I'm not saying that this wouldn't be that either, but I'm also saying there's more to this character that we have still yet to see. We but really haven't the, scratched the surface yet. But of this the thing, I clearly feel like that's not the direction to go in. I think, I think the thing we're, we're missing here is we're all on, on the agreement that like the idea of the superhero black Panther needs to be explored more. I think everyone wants yeah. that. At, like at I think core, the character like, of T'Challa should be. Exp- I mean, we're getting I mean, sort of hints at it. We're getting little hints I mean, he, at he it. He will get around. like a full episode of What If as well, which is technically his last. See, I, I actually, I actually yeah. disagree because I, I don't think his like character was was the most interesting part of Black Panther. Like, no, I've but seen, I think I've seen the no, Lion King. I, I, I didn't. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but, but I do think the world of Wakanda. And that supporting cast overall is ultimately more what I would be coming back for. And than I mean, what's specifically going on with T'Challa in the next? And potentially, one. there's was a lot there more room? Absolutely, but yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the thing is, he was part on. of the disappeared for five years. Like, it would be interesting from the standpoint of like, okay, we've seen it throughout sort of these shows already, and I'm sure we'll see it in the films that the people that were missing it affected them almost on a personal level. Well, there's other for him and that character. He, he's the king of an entire nation well, for them to lose to... him for five years. It, it That's an interesting, compelling story to see where we go forward. Maybe I mean, somebody was put in his place and he has to wouldn't... sort of claim back or whatever. But isn't that the same scenario as the king has died? When there's a, there's yeah, a whole... but he's come back. Can, I think, but he's come back and get, no, he's not. Well, yeah, he, he did. He, he, he snapped well, back at the end of Endgame. He's no, back okay, in that I, I universe. You coming back for the season. The narrative of the story no. is going to be, yes, he was gone for five years, he came back, and he has passed away. That's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, like, emotionally, you can get the same mileage out of him coming uh, back from the snap versus he... Like, emotionally you can make it track the same either way obviously it's not the ideal situation but the ideal situation would be that he's still alive so it is what it is also kaluuya was like a traitor by the end yeah i don't uh, think so it's gonna he be had him. to redeem I'm himself no, i was just thinking of like, um I'm sure you know they would like, be like michael sure b jordan probably... i wouldn't be surprised if michael b jordan came back anyway i mean like that's what they do with all this crap anyway to begin i with, do feel so. like disney at least sent a note being like at least consider it maybe uh, be it I no, mean, I, I don't gotta, know. I, I don't, think it's either going to be, and Shuri I don't know if it's going to be Shuri. That's um, why you know. Steve, is this text from you? I think it is. Uh, Steve, Steve votes Everett K. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he is confirmed that, to be yeah, back. So. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I just, I, I personally because fine. You know what? If if Ryan Coogler is going to spend all this time and he has a specific story in mind and now he has to change it completely, I just rather see the the continuation of that story because I'm not going to get like original. I'm not getting a Fruitvale I'll station a, anymore from this guy. So I might as well see the vision that he had originally rather than like having do to a comic because book at some point of the script. No, like because. We also, 
you better you just better hope and pray to God. It's not like the Rise of Skywalker situation where they sort of didn't yeah, of recasting Carrie so Fisher there. They screwed the pooch. Correct than he than Rise of Skywalker did. Rise of Skywalker no, had fair. to become a completely but, different movie in like a year and a half. This one's getting some they, time to gestate. Well, we'll see. I will here. I'll settle the argument. And Damn that, man, Miles. Though a pandemic would have been really good for that. For that movie, probably to like oh make them God, have to go no and kidding. reshoot and a bunch of stuff. Like, oh God. here, problem solved. Sebastian Stan becomes Black Panther. He's not going to get to be Captain America. He gets to be Black Panther instead. Everyone's happy. You know what? Uh, I bet you'd be happy with that. <laughs> no, he's going to end up being Luke Skywalker. He's busy. Well, if no, he was going to be Luke Skywalker, they should have fucking done that. He should have been in, in, in Mandalorian. Yep. <laughs> well, I can't please me, any of you, so we're moving on. Me and, me and my wife were like, oh my god, they did the special set, and then we saw that it was all CGI yeah, I was, face. That's I'm like, what I was hyped oh, for. Fuck. Then they saw the CG monster face, and it's like, oh, this isn't what I want. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Great. Great. I'm glad uh, Ryan, people are, are switching over to that opinion. Exactly. Another Ryan. The BS praise afterwards was disappointing. Ryan McDermott wants Ryan to stop talking about this and move on to Filmaholic face-offs. I didn't cut you off right there. That was Steve. No, I'm saying I'm I'm transitioning to film a hog face off. Oh, so okay. I just blamed. Ryan. I was doing an impersonation yeah. of Ryan. I blame Ryan here's, McDermott. Uh, guys, here's here. my pitch for Black Panther two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they're taking pitches. Um, here, <laughs> let's let's t- let's do this other question. Uh, he wants to do film a hog face offs, animated Oscar wins, and I'm gonna go in a different order because the first one is the hardest one. So we're going to skip that one, come back to that one. Coco or Zootopia? Coco. They're both good, but I would definitely say Coco. Coco by far. Zootopia is better than I expected. I caught up with it late. Um, But yeah, Coco also, I didn't realize what it was about when I watched it. And I went to my screening like a week after my grandfather died. And that was a mistake. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what about like 30 minutes left in that movie? I saw where they were going. I was like, oh, no, I'm in public. Um, <laughs> this this is not going to go well. And it did. Yeah, that, yeah, um, that one wrecked. Well, because think about it. At press screenings, people cry. You know, yes. you see a sad movie. But you never, you rarely get the like break cry. You know, you get the like tears or maybe the sniffles. But you know the like real cry where you hear like, like like your body starts to like convulse and you make a yeah. noise yeah that happened yeah that I, happened. I was yeah hey I, you're I'm human like that. Yeah. yeah yeah uh i texted i was i was uh i was talking to an ex at the time you know they were being nice because of the situation and you know they knew i went to go see the new pixar movie and they're like oh is it a sad one i was like a little they're like what happened Oh, it's a movie about how you have to remember your, your you know, deceased family members so they continue to exist. <laughs> and I just got, I just got like, oh, no. That's the response. Um, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, you shouldn't have gone to that. Yeah. Um, inside Out or Up? Oh, God. This is like a real, like, which bad movie do you want to pick? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't like either one of these. Oh, movies. those are two of Pixar's best. Um, Ryan does. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm on record. I'm not a big Pete Doctor fan. Uh, Ryan does uh, require two miscarriages a movie to like one. <laughs> okay, didn't quite get <laughs> that. Out of. I didn't. <laughs> you I should watch Lars von Trier. You know what? Well, Lars von Trier might be up your alley, right? <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I'll I'll go with um, 
besides the first like 10, I think it's like the first 10 or minutes or whatever of up, which are great. Um, I think inside out is the better film and also, um, has bing bong, uh, which is, uh, the oh. most manipulative, uh, way to make me cry. And, and yet I still love the character because Richard kind is amazing. Well, that, that's why I go, I choose up because I thought it was manipulative that I don't, I, that one hurt more up is not my story. Bing bong is everybody's story, you know, about yeah. you losing your youth and, and growing up and all those changes. So I think up even after the very emotional open, uh, it's, it, it does shift in tone and yeah. it's got some broken elements, but, uh, it's a fun movie. And it was also the first movie I took my daughter to her very first movie ever, which she stayed up at a drive-in and watched the entire thing. And we, during the scary moments, we played the Barney music. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to, uh, they were actually for Steve. Up. They weren't for his child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said, yeah, scary for me. <laughs> she never heard the Barney. She settled him. She settled. She was like, down. "Calm down, Dad, and quit yelling in the zooms." Dad, I'll take up. you to the moon. Relax. <laughs> Am I yelling in the zoom? <laughs> no, you're fine. No, uh, we're just, okay, I'm just, it's just a callback joke. Miles. Um. So I like all of Up, although I I do feel like um the prologue is the best part of it, and I don't know that any of the rest of the movie is as good as. I mean, good is a strange descriptor, but as impactful as that opening. Uh, but Very I, fair. but I'm going to go with Inside Up because I think it's one of their more inventive ones. I think it's sort of creative and engaging you know, all the wait, way through. Wait, we inside a, Up? You said Inside Up. Inside so, Out. Okay, because yeah. you said Inside Sorry. Up, and I was like, I think. Yeah, you said Inside Up. It sounded like. Yeah, I think you're. Oh, it's I the think mashup. You're calling it a push. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they're both dog movies, so it's uh, how I feel more about the dog because I do love the Inside Out at the end with like. How oh, dogs, dogs and POV? cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Mm, the yeah, dogs and, and then yeah. just the cats with the like cats just flying around on the yeah, uh, like yeah. messing with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Love it's gonna that be really. Scene. It's gonna be really sad that Pete Doctor has three wins in this category. Wins. Do I have to like? Do I have to figure out what Pete Doctor's voice is to tell Ryan to like fuck himself periodically now? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning well, on his, this. He hasn't made a good movie since monsters i mean i know how to do i know how to do um brett ratner for for miles i just like put (laughs) cologne on and and, like (laughs) pretend i molested someone it's very easy to like pretend to be brett ratner with the soundtrack to tower heist in the background for you joey (laughs) i I don't have the chest hair to have like a gold chain around it so it does it it stops working anyway Side note to that quickly. If you're a like larger man with like a hairy chest, should you know that it's not a good look to wear a Hawaiian shirt and like put a gold chain like right in the middle? Like no good person <laughs> has ever done that. <laughs> anyway. I don't I don't have any Hawaiian shirts in my wardrobe. He's like, I got I one. Ex- I have exclusively Hawaiian shirts, but I can pull them off. Oh. Well, I mean look Steve has exclusively gold chains. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's why we um, don't do uh, video. I will. I'll go. Calls. I'll go up ever so slightly, just because there is more dog content. That's how I delineate between good movies. Squirrel. Yep. Yeah. It is. And pretty, also, it is a bit of an all timer of a dog and yeah. up. That's for sure. And and underrated. Oh, the movie. Um, the movie is a bit of a dog. If you know what I'm saying. Um, I know the the second half of it. You know, and especially oof. the third act is sort of like, eh, it's not as good as the beginning. It's true, but 
I will say the the little message in the uh, in the album is a, is a nice touch that people. Feel I, I do like that last scene. That is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Go have go have your own adventure now. I think for me, it just kind of it doesn't fall apart. But the whole Christopher Plummer being evil and trying to kill them on the plane thing at the end is like it felt like they just needed an action climax. Not yeah. that the story was naturally building to this. Yeah. I was puzzled mm. until you said that because I was like Christopher Plummer being evil. Like I buy that completely. What are you no, I mean about? casting wise is fine, but I, I mean the characters. Hey, 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 respect the dead. I love Christopher I mean, Plummer. I'm not saying anything against him. <laughs> it's based on a true story, so they had to go with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've uh, yeah, I keep ordering of dodos and spontaneously turned evil at one point. I, I mean, I keep yeah. trying to That's order the island uh, of dodos. Really you went to Florida? Yeah. Ha. Okay. Peninsula of dodos. You're welcome, um, everyone. <laughs> I keep uh, I keep trying to order the collar off Amazon, but it's always out of stock. Easier to get a PS5. Mm. Uh, I have next one. one. You have the collar or you have PS5? PS5. Me too. Um, Frozen or Big Hero 6? Big Hero 6. Not even a contest. Frozen because it's a good movie. It's all right. Ryan's hands are burning from all the flames he's throwing at uh, Miles. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hero 6 is a, big, is a big waste of time. No. Big Hero 6 is fun and inventive and heartwarming and Frozen mm-hmm. is overrated. Frozen is wonderful and beautiful and very Which, empowering to women. And Big Hero 6 is just a big pile of superhero doo-doo that we've seen many times before, only done on an animated scale. Side, so here, um, parlay. Frozen or Big Hero 69? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I have to use my uh, imagination too much for the second one. Now Ryan's like, ah, they they solved a lot of the the issues I had with the with the with the. No, cartoon. no, no! You're not gonna get me into that one, Joey. Stop it. That, that is a quote from the movie, by the way. What sixty? Steve, no, you're not gonna get me into that one. God damn it! All right, Steve, <laughs> move on. Move Steve, which on. one? Steve, pick yours, please. I'll go with Frozen. Just I know the the you know the main song is, is way overdone, but the "Do you want to build a snowman?" is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, the reason I, why I, the reason why I pick um, also Frozen Two is because Frozen it's Two the best no, film. No, no. It's the or Frozen One is because it's the <laughs> best in its lineup, as opposed to the next year with Big Hero Six. How to Train Your Dragon Two is in that lineup, and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, and those are better films than Big Hero Six. So I mean, that's a separate discussion but potentially one we can have at some point um i uh it's in the same i went in blinder than you would expect for both like i knew big hero six was like you know going to try to do something a little different and i enjoyed it i don't remember a lot of it like it's not a uh like very visceral memory in my, in my head but i remember liking it frozen i went in not knowing it was even a musical so that was like a, just a delight i just didn't watch the trailers for some reason like you know sometimes like i'm not a no trailer person just didn't feel the need to give awards or going to click on that post for some reason. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I think I think we might have had an episode where somebody said they it looked like shit, like visually, the first like trailer. Uh, oh, Frozen 2? The first Frozen, Frozen 1. Oh, the first Frozen? Oh, the okay. Frozen really? 2 I don't like, but looks amazing. Uh, same here. Um, the first Frozen fine. is I enjoy quite a bit, so I'm picking that one. Um, I feel like we're all going to have the same answer for this one, Brave or Rango. Um, I don't know. No, I don't no know that miles. I have strong opinions about either of them. They're both thoroughly fine. Yeah, they're both aggressively fine. I I think I'm probably going to go with Rango just because it's more interesting. That's what I figured. At least it looks cool. 
Yeah, it looks cool. I like the animation style. It's Gore Verbinski. He knows how to direct a movie. It's And we've know. all kind of assumed that Johnny Depp will become a lizard at some point, right? If he's not already. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, well, I don't even remember what the other one was. Brave. Yeah, Brave, Brave. is fine. Brave is not anything memorable. I will go with Brave simply because Kelly McDonald's <sighs> voice is uh, just so easy to listen to. And everyone always craps on Brave. It's an okay movie. It doesn't deserve the hate. Brave, Brave is, is the... Uh, it's not terrible. The... It's just fine. No, it's not a bad movie. It's just... Bra- Brave is the the worst Pixar movie oh, uh, ever what? made. Not in a world where wait. cars exists. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> no, I gotta cars think about too. it. Oh. Car- well, I'm the Cars franchise, if you will, then. It's worse than, car- it's worse than Cars 2. Because I knew what at least I expected what Cars 2 and 3 were going to be. I knew they were going to be that schlock. Brave had so much potential, had had a, a wonderful trailer, just everything. It was it, it, it was like, oh my god, this is going to be great. And then that movie just craps the bed so much that it is such a complete and utter failure based off of everything that we were supposed to think it was. So that, and Rango is a slapper. That movie is great. I don't know what you guys are so tepid about with it. Um, so I will take Rango in a heartbeat over the worst. And that also too is a terrible win. I remember, are, not, I remember, remember the, the film. The crapping the bed scene gave it the PG rating. Yeah. There are exactly. now 20. I'm a, so I'm going to go. Rango just ever so slightly because Brave is fine, but I saw it too far to the right, like at my press screening, and with 3D glasses, like at an odd angle, it's it's strange. I mean, um, it'd be Paranorman in record route too. Like, I mean, well, that's yeah. Yes. I mean, Paranorman is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, there have been now that's 23 Pixar movies. I'll give you my ranking, and I didn't insert Soul yet, so let's. I'll figure that out. Well, I don't want to do I don't want to do my ranking just yet because of the fact that I don't want to give away any of well, these. Well, uh, good because I'm only doing mine. Um, oh, well, <laughs> I'm just telling. I don't. Uh, all right, everybody can tune out. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Ryan's muted. Um, so my bot here. I'll do my bottom five. Yeah, you actually here. I'll tell you the following are the ones I don't love. Everything else beyond that is great. All right, I'll just do it that way. Uh, Cars two. Brave, Cars, Monsters University, Cars 3, A Bug's Life, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory. Those are the ones that I think aren't, like, special. You know what's funny is I actually do like The Good Dinosaur. I think it looks amazing, and it's fine, but it's just not... Yeah, like, Miles, I I cried a lot during that film. I wouldn't say it's sad. I wouldn't say it's one of their best, but I went in having heard that it was, like, one of their worst, and I came out... Yeah, and then I watched it, and I'm like, this is fine, this is really good. Yeah, Yeah, It's a better version of Brave. Like, it's another one. You know what it is? It feels too much like a Disney movie as opposed to a Pixar movie. It was a Disney movie, but fuck, this is It does. I have a controversial opinion. I I don't know. I just, I went in with no expectations and was very pleasantly surprised. All right. I want to hear another Ryan And also, I might be in the minority, but I like Finding Dory more than Finding Nemo. I don't love Finding Nemo. Like, Finding Nemo is right next in that that list for me as like, eh, but Hmm. it's better. Here. You guys have been good. Wally or Finding Nemo? Wally. Wally's my favorite of Wall. all of them. Wally's the top five Pixar. So Wally. Yeah, Wally. Easily. Yes. Wally. Wally is my number three Pixar movie. The Incredibles or Ratatouille? Fuck. Incredibles. Incredibles. That's probably my number two. Incredibles, because it is my 
favorite Pixar film, but my number two is the is Ratatouille. So Ratatouille is yeah, great. Ratatouille is amazing. Yeah, Ratatouille. They're, they're both oh. in my but, like ten to fourteen range. Um, I want go, I want Brad Bird to go back and work at Pixar again because man, I might go Ratatouille. Well, he did. He did Incredibles too. <laughs> yeah, but not. But I'm talking about yeah, like, right. create something original. Not, not sure. Yeah, yeah no sequels, please. Yeah. All right. Enough and, with the uh, enough with the sequels. Well, I agree way. with that completely. Yes. All right. Well, I don't. I don't think about all the sequels as equal, though, uh, Steve. Fair. Because uh, Toy Story one and three are the only Toy Stories worth talking about. But yeah, after that, dump them. God damn it, Steve. No, Steve. The final one, Toy Story four or Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse is like one of the most amazing animated films of the last ten years. So that one. Okay. Um, no, it's not. Um, Toy Story four. Um, and it's it's a beautiful film. Uh, I was emotional wreck uh, throughout it, and I and I and I was one that I just I was I think I've told Joey this before, but I I didn't want that film. I was like it's I think it's unnecessary. And then the way that they sort of weave it all together, and I was like, oh my god, like this is great. And it and it got me crying within the first five minutes of the film, and I was just a wreck the entire time. And I love the Toy Story franchise. I just, every film, it, they keep getting better and better. Um, I don't think this one, uh, I don't think four is like as good as three or, or two, but I definitely think it's better than one um, just because of the animation and, and I think the uh, the emotional arcs and everything. But one's still great too. I mean, like that is a perfect f- franchise, like to me. Like I don't think that there's a bad beat in it. And so... Um, and into the spider verse is, is fun. I just, I, I, you guys know me, I'm a little bit more fatigued than others on superheroes and um, I appreciate the story being out there and everything, but I don't think that it is as groundbreaking or as wonderful of a film. And it wasn't even my favorite animated film of that year. So, you know, that'd be, that'd be Isle of Dogs, which is great. I I do like that. That's a great film. Uh, Ryan um, asked, go ahead. Wait, hold on. Let me let me throw out my two cents. I'm going to go with Into the Spider Verse. Um, yes, same. I got to Spoiler work the, uh, the red carpet. I got to meet Lord and Miller after they just premiered the first 35 minutes at New York Comic Con, which was incredible. And have I you have seen it. Minute 36 on or no? I, oh yeah, <laughs> numerous times. But after, but that just that that moment, it's cemented in my brain forever. It was incredible. But seeing the whole film. I have, it's one of the best animated films of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think mm. what they did, not just with the superhero universes and combining those in a way that mm-hmm. really, for people who aren't as into comic books, to expand the way you see superhero films and these the multiverse and is insane. And I think it's going to really, uh, is really what we're going to next in this next phase, not just with Sony, but with MCU and everything else. And I think uh, the animation style. Yeah, it's very inventive. How they created it, um, both with the the sound and the visuals. uh, It's really just... uh, It's it's incredible. I'd watch the DVD extras if you can get your hands on it. I love... Love the Toy Story franchise. I think Spider-Verse is probably a slightly better movie. I'm now upset that uh, it's a Sony project still. It's not, you know disney related at all sure because disney owns fox so we could have gotten spider ham versus spider pig and we can't get that now some some, someone on the internet with a lot of free time and you know adobe anime miles huh miles remember when we were pitching you projects a while ago (laughs) i've got a non-kevin spacey one for you 
Oh right. How I do you feel? Two animated pigs fighting instead. <laughs> well, I've got. I've, you know, we've got a catchphrase. It's or, it's. Well, I mean, you could spider have ham Kevin Spacey pig. in it, and it adds a I mean, third pig. Too. True. Ha ha ha. You know, spider ham versus spider pig. Whoever loses, we has, get bacon. Has to have an afternoon with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked whoever loses, we get bacon. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm taking, not going to learn taking off the uh, that for you unless you're going to pay me, but it's a fun idea. Oh, no, no. We're not even doing animated. You're just doing two pigs. Okay. Here's the whole thing. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say a podcast. I didn't say an audio this, play. This, 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 this is, is just Spotify. as good. So you want me to act it out as the pigs? What do you want <laughs> well, No, no, no. Here? You're going you're gonna to get squeal pig, pig squeal. Like, like I want you to style. be John Mulaney doing this. I mean, John Mulaney doesn't have John Mulaney doesn't Speaking have Speaking of Gene Hackman. Yeah. What, you want John Gene Hackman to play Spider-Pig? No, Deliverance, Gene Hackman. Oh, my gosh. Pull him, him, out, of, out, of retirement. Pull him out of retirement for, for <laughs> Spider-Pig in this. I Somebody get to Mooseport quick. I yeah. Oh, you know what? He can be the, like, James Cromwell type role in this movie. He's going to be the, the one who, like, trains them. He's going to train Spider-Pig. <laughs> so here's the, here's my pitch now. We turned this into bad movie pitches. Um, oh, Spider-Ham really Spider has become um, drunk with power. And uh, is now a menace. And I don't know what his version of New York City is. Pig City? Do they have a name for it? Uh, there is. I would have to look it up. Yeah, but whatever. So he's a menace. Pig City. Pig trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And somehow he gets thrown into the multiverse, like, you know, seems to happen to Spider-Men and spider mammals, I suppose. And uh, he's thrown into Springfield. And uh, only one pig can stop him. And Gene Hackman is the voice of uh, the character who uh, trains Spider Pig for the epic fight. I guess this is animated. Never mind. Babe. Anyway. Give me babe. Let's continue. And by the way, my reference to Gene Hackman and Deliverance was wrong. It was uh, it was one degree off. It's Ned Beatty who was in Deliverance. Gene Hackman's sidekick, Otis, from... Yeah, we, were you... Were, did, did you think there was a scene where Gene Hackman was anally raped on film? I was talking about the breakfast scene. Ah, I was like, I was like, what? How are you conflating him in bed? <laughs> I don't remember Gene squealing. Kids, go to bed. <laughs> Since we just made fun of Steve, you'll like Ryan's uh, follow-up question, which is, what's everyone's all-time favorite animated film, and why is it Wolf Walkers? <laughs> it's not Wolf. That Walkers, is very but, presumptuous. Yeah. I know it's not um, Wolf Walkers. I mean, it, it, Wolf Walkers is the best animated film of the year. I would Wolf agree with that is, for sure. Wolf Walkers is my sure. least favorite of the nominees. Really, I was bored. So much, was very so bored. much better than Soul. Um, I don't know about it. I don't know if it's much better, but it's definitely better. I like Onward more than I, I like. Was about to say, I think Onward is my favorite. Of I the didn't five. care for Onward that much. Oh, you well. didn't, said. Uh, yeah, Onward's a lot of fun. Um, fun. Got me teary eyed. Soul just made me roll my eyes. Anyway, well, you have those. Um, <laughs> um, favorite animated films of all time, or just a film? Well, they said all time, so we'll go with that. I mean, Incredibles is right up there. I mean, that's very that, that's up there. I, I think it's hard not to also think of Miyazaki and think of um, not hard whatever movie I'm I'm in the mood for from him. I mean, Spirit of Wait's great, or Kiki's Delivery Service, or Princess Mononoke. Um, Princess Mononoke, is, Mononoke is, yeah. is great, but then also, and it may not be my favorites but i think it is one of the best most effective beautiful animated films of all time is grave of the fireflies and it's a in in i dare anyone with a soul to watch that and not cry and think it's 
just beautiful. But then also too, um, your name that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, that's a great. I love one. that. I love that film. And so Fair. yeah, um, I think I'm on Toy Story three. But yeah, easily. I mean, I can I can make like a personal case for like Disney's Robin Hood. It's just like oh yeah oh if we're doing like Disney ones like Disney, anything. Disney anything. then uh, Beauty and the Beast or sure. Aladdin. I mean, if we can, uh, I know just, a lot of people it, like Lion King, but I mean, I'm, if it's I'm anything that Aladdin. involves animation, then it becomes Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean, I will say Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's a great. That's film. another. Good That's a great one. Fine, um, solid, no, um, cool. Um, um, again, yeah. I'm not a great lister, but I, Wolf Walkers is my Mr. favorite film Lister. Of the year. It, by, oh, it's your far. favorite film of the year, Steve. It's it's it, actually it's my number two film of the year. Oh. Um, oh. What was your number one? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I got a few more to see, but yeah. um, Steve still hasn't not, put up that I'm not, list. <laughs> I'm not a great list. I did put up a list, but uh, oh, you did? I'm oh, not, not a great list on things. I'm not <laughs> wow. a great lister. That's, you know what? That's what I'm known as. Fair. The not Fair. great lister. Some people are. Some people aren't. It's, yeah. It is tough. It is tough for people. I, I, I do agree with you, Steve. Like It's hard for people to just crack it down all, all your whole year into 10 films. Yeah. yeah. You know? Here. So... I have moods, you know, certain moods, certain films hit it at the right time. It changes over my, time too. Like I, I, yeah. I have a rule where I don't give anything five stars after until a year after I've seen it because I need time to process it and see if it actually holds up. Oh, and you, you, you know, you so fucking like, like Mark with that. I got to see it twice. No, watch it once. No, um, I mean, no, I think that there once. is a thing to. Mark I think there I. is a thing to watching it more than once. Because yeah, whatever, fair. I'm, I'm teasing. It can change. Right. You know. So. uh I want to put a pin in our Falcon and Winter Soldier conversation. Well, hold on, week, hold on. We'll I didn't do my favorite end. animated. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, fine. Sorry. Go ahead, Miles. Um, so, uh, no, I have a couple. Um, my favorite Pixar is Wally. My favorite Miyazaki is Princess Mononoke. I like a lot of stuff like that. I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and Into the Spider-Verse is definitely, for me, a recent sort of entrant into Best of All Time. I think if I have to highlight one that I think impressed me the most, as well as being just a great story and emotionally engaging, uh, I'm going to go with a more recent one, which is uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, that, oh yeah, that is that movie beautiful for me animation. Is, it's mind-blowing in its execution. Like, on a technical level, it might be one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen. But the fact that it's also a really compelling story with great characters and like speaking of movies that definitely get me crying at the end. That's definitely one of them. Um, it's just one that it's one of those movies that I want to start watching it again as soon as it's over. Fair. I think like, that's a movie that like introduced I'm... my daughters to the, uh, while my guitar gently weeps, my oh, daughter sure. knows that song and, and knows it well because of that movie. And I'm like, that's awesome. We get it. You've had sex. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm sorry. One more time. I'll tell you another story about being a parent. Uh, no, go ahead. Move on. No, 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 no. Go on, Steve. You've dug that. No, I will continue. I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot this is an awards podcast. Yes, I know. Speaking oh, of, yeah. that's what every now and then it's an awards podcast. Well, technically, the award of being of, of making sweet love to your wife was your children. Yeah, yeah. That was your award. Well, thank you. So, who were the nominees this year? Wait for <laughs> for what? Uh, if you won the award, uh, who were the people who lost? Who were the nominees? Well, you, it, was it wasn't. It wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't it was, that kind it was of award. All the the semen that didn't quite make the journey. Yes, all the little. They're seas. part of the in memoriam. <laughs> oh, um, it suddenly took a wrong turn. Yes. So, uh, so what I was saying a moment ago was yes, we're going to put a pin in Falcon the Winter Soldier because it's closing. It's going to wrap up in a couple of weeks, so I want to talk more about it once it's uh, closer to over. DGA was uh, the night before we recorded. Um, 
You don't have to talk about that. That one's already been sewn up for. Well, yeah, it was very sewn up. We knew that uh, Chloe Zhao was winning. She won. She's going to win the Oscar. I want to talk a, a little bit speech. about like the other winners throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, do our little go through the go down the line a little bit. But first, I want to talk a little bit about there was a mild surprise in the uh, first time feature category, which we're going to get to in a second. I just want to go through the history of it. It's only started since 2015, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, when you hear the winners they've gone with, tell me if this informed who won. So I'm not saying who won yet. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this, but okay. So the nominees were Darius Martyr's Sound of Metal, Rada Blank, 40-Year-Old Version, Fernando Frias de la Parra from No Longer Here, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Florian Zeller, The Father, right? Um, two of the films are in Best Picture. Two of the nominees were sort of presumed to be potential best director nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, you know, there was there was some crossover going on. 2015 was the first year they did it. Alex Garland wins Ex Machina. Nice. Beating uh Fernando Cumbra for a Wolf at the Door, which I did not see. Joel Egerton for The Gift, Marielle mm. Heller for The Diary of a Teenage Girl, and Laszlo Nemes for Son of Saul. Yeah, I probably Oh wow. I probably would have gotten Marielle Heller. Saul? Yeah, is that Godzilla? <laughs> son of Saul, is that son of Godzilla? son of Godzilla. I, I, you know what? I want to see son of. I want to see Giza Roy play son of God, Godzilla. Steve, that might have been your best joke you've ever put on this podcast. Mm. Good job. Um. Leslie Nemes is like I'm a serious filmmaker. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised Garland. No, I'm not surprised he won. I'm just surprised he beat. Son of Saul was winning like everything that year. That and it was, it was, it was uh, headed so. to. I mean, they both went ended up winning Oscars. So they, yeah, but no, I'm surprised. But no, so, that's a good win. Inaugural pick. It's a good win. Might not have been my first choice, but good win. Yeah. The next year, Garth Davis wins for Lion. Oh fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> the other nominees. Really. Kelly Fremont Craig, The Edge of Seventeen. So no. much better than Lion. So much better. Tim Miller, Deadpool, so much better than Lion. Better, yeah. Uh, Nate Parker, The Birth of a Nation, moving right along. Um, <laughs> Joey's favorite movie of the year. I hate that movie. Well, listen, I, know, I, I'm just I don't, you know, listen, if Nate Parker... Didn't he have dropped, that new movie come out? Yes, um, which was better than The Birth of a Nation, but I got yelled at for being a racist for not liking it, even though nobody liked that movie, yeah. which, here's the thing. You don't, we don't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. Well, that's the at thing. Point, yeah. At a certain point... You know, he's not going to get jobs anymore. And that's totally fine if that's the way that goes. As we've always said, he was his own worst enemy in that scenario. He just made it worse every time he tried to defend himself. Yep. And and forgot about, like, just just apologize. Forgot about th- empathy. Yeah, like, mm. that's, which is wild. Like, if ever there was a scenario where you should be able to be like, I'm, I'm incredibly sorry for the hurt I may have caught, like, and just be able to move on. He, he should have been able to move on and just well, did not. And it's a shame because, listen, I don't like his filmmaking. I think he's a borderline terrible director, but he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a pretty I, decent actor. I mean, but, you know, him and his co-star for Birth of a Nation, they're a little bit of hot water. Yeah. Him, um, and, him yeah, and good old Army Hammer. American Skin was, uh, was the movie was he film? made, which, yeah. solid premise, but just the movie version of the premise that is made... It's like it's the Fox News version of a liberal movie. Like just no subtlety, 
Like it's yeah. it's it's as bad as Roe v. Roe v. Wade. We're giving sense. we're giving him way too much time. Let's let's yeah. move on. Do you guys know what the movie's about? Just out of curiosity. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Let's move on. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. actually, it's guy. such an interesting premise. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, he loses obviously, and Dan Trachtenberg for Ten Cloverfield Lane was the other. Oh, that's a wow! I didn't expect that. Is inspired, and they went Garth Davis for line. Ugh. Fuck off! Ten, God, by the way, it. if you haven't seen Ten Cloverfield Lane, do not sleep on it. That's a great movie. Yeah, I wish I Dan say, Trachtenberg would do some more stuff. Favorite he did, movie uh, of the, the pilot lineup. of uh, the boys. Yeah. yeah. Favorite film of the lineup: Deadpool. Award here would have given it to Kelly for Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. Um, I would have given it a detractor. I like Lion, That's by actually the way. really good. Why all the hate? I mean, why all the hate? With Lion? It's not. I'm not. I'm not wild about that movie. It's man. fine. It's aggressively fine. Yeah. Uh, the best part of the movie is watching the real like hug at the end, and I was like, "That's yeah, not really part of the movie." That's yeah. That was yeah. That count. was rewarding. Uh, I liked actually the beginning more than I got to the Deb Patel stuff. Like I was like. Once we got to the Patel stuff, I kind of was, I lost interest in the film. Yeah, I, this, I listen. I, I the kid was fine. so good though. I'll give him good. Good. I just yeah. I don't. There's a narrative choice that movies like Lion make where they they are so determined to have the character be sad. And listen, I like Manchester by the Sea, so I'm <laughs> hardly going to complain about making the character sad. But they 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 like stack the deck of just like you have no reason to be sad like casey affleck has a reason to be sad in that movie whether you agree with it being a good movie or not like you understand why he's sad like dev patel has like rooney mara hanging around like there's all these things that should be like okay you can still be like eaten at by this hole in your life but you don't need to be this like sad sack but the movie needs a sad sack it's just a pet peeve of like so you're saying get over yourself you lost your whole family I get it. <laughs> yeah, get over yourself. You can, you can, you can bone someone. What's better? No. Um, but yeah, Jeez. Lion is fine. Uh, the next year, there is the least surprising win in the history of this award. Jordan Peele wins for Get Out. Of course, you could have seen that coming a mile away. Uh, That's a good win. Interesting lineup. So Jeremy Gasper for Patty Cakes. Whatever. Uh, William Oldroyd for Lady Macbeth. Taylor Sheridan win River. I like a lot. I like that one. And Aaron Sorkin Molly's Game, which you knew. Wait. What? Oh, wait. No, never mind. I was going to say something stupid. Then I, you know. Were you going to pick someone's third movie as their debut film? It's their second film. but no. yeah. You idiot. I mean, listen, I I voted in, uh, like, I think it's the Online Film and Television Awards or something that I guess I'm a member of. And yeah. in their debut feature, they nominated Shock the King this year. And I had to send an email and be like, guys, you know, he made it's a done. movie before. Yeah, but it's uh, but like um, n- yeah, it's uh, everyone almost forgets that Lady Bird is not Greta's first film, but yeah. to me it kind of is because it's like her singular vision. Well, yeah, but know, I mean, co-directing still her. counts. Yeah, I I get it, but yeah. it's like you know, but and she had her hands in her like first a lot solo. Of it's her first solo yeah, yeah. job. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's so, fair. Uh, I assume we all pick. Get out mostly. Like, oh, yeah, I might out of that River. lineup. No, get out. I mean, sure. there's not. It's not. I you can like directing. Directing. I might have gone Wind River. Writing. Jordan Peele was the best of that five. But uh, see, I would no, almost say I the opposite. Just, I like the premise of Get Out, except the the ending. Like, I guess like I feel like they didn't stick the landing, but it's fine. It's good. We T S. Five years ago, we move on. It's no lion. Yeah. Oh, oh, Steve. 
Come Steve's on. He's got now. jokes today. Yeah. yeah. 2018. <laughs> He's got no respect. No respect at all. <laughs> no regard either. Um, yeah. 2018, Bo Burnham wins eighth grade. Cool. Yeah. Though I got, though, might be the number five in the category. Yeah. Which Instant. is wild when you don't know the other the other four nominees. But here you go. Bradley Cooper, a star is born. Yeah, Cooper's better. Carlos Lopez Estrada, blind spotting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Matthew Heineman, a private war. Actually, no, he, no. no. It's a weird one because he also is a documentarian, so they kind of yeah. like skirted the rule. And well, uh, my pick, Boots Riley, sorry to bother you. No. no oh, no, that no. one for sure. I agree with Joey. I, I'm just, I, I love sorry to bother you. I can't stand that movie. Um, you would. I can't stand Boots Riley in general. I mean, I don't um, really need to listen to him talk politics, but like as a filmmaker, yeah, he, it's great because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, but uh, I would probably say uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada for Blind Spotting. I think that that's oh, what a great movie. And then a movie that Joey knows I wasn't really high on at first, but now I am is uh, because I've just rewatched it a ton. Is A Star Is Born, and I think Cooper's it's on directions TV were really every good. Five seconds now. Yeah, it really it was on before the Zags. Love, love so, that movie. And I, um, and I got sucked into it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll watch it." Of course. Um, yeah. The next year, Alma Harrell wins for Honey Boy. Oh, that's that that win has an age well. No, though I like the movie. Uh, just you know, problematic person at its core. Um, other nominees: Maddie D up for Lennox, not bad. Uh, Melina Matsukas, Queen and Slim. Um, mm. don't tell Jody, but I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Um, Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz, the peanut butter Falcon. That's my pick. Uh, yeah, I would probably, well, is that all of them or is there no, no, there's also Joe Tabbitt, the last black man in San Francisco. Yeah. I would probably... Oh, no, that was a great tune. It's a good lineup. Oh. That's a good lineup. I think I would go peanut butter Falcon out of those. Yeah. And, uh, this year it was blank. Frias, De La Parra, King, Martyr, Zeller. Darius Martyr won Sound of Metal. I'd go with. Oh man! I think I would go Martyr. I think I would go with either Regina or I would go with Florian Zeller. I think what Zeller does in, in the Father is is impeccable. I think yeah. Martyr and King are the two best of the group. Then I, Zeller. Yeah. Zeller's good. Oh, it wasn't no. a bad. Zeller, I mean, like. I mean, the I whole, the whole film is just. I mean, I I, know, a, I might be the highest on the film. It, it was a good lineup. They just they also snubbed a lot of people. Yeah, but I think it's the filmmaking. A... But both for the father and Sound of Metal, the it's the filmmaking. It's not the performances as much yeah. as it is. Yeah, to make that apartment, to make that apartment in the father feel so. That's fair, though. If we're being and then tight. If the we're same. being yeah. realistic, the the actual winner of this category is Emerald Fennel for Promising a Woman. Wild lady nominator. Well, she wasn't nominated, and I wouldn't have nominated her. Oh, you're a monster. Uh, other people they could have nominated but didn't. Uh, Max Barbacow, Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. That would have been. Yeah. That should have been. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Brian, du- <laughs> Brian Duffield, who um, is a notable writer. Uh, this is for Spontaneous, his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the co writer of Love and Monsters, the most off the wall Oscar nominee of the year, which I finally saw, and is pretty good. It's very good. I like it a lot. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to catch up with it. Surprisingly good. Spontaneous is better, but they're very similar. They're cousins for sure. Um, um I, I it's a weird nominee, I got to say, because the visual effects are not the best part of that movie. 
No, but they're inventive more than, like, good. Yeah, it's just not what they normally do. They don't normally go like, oh, clever, you had $30. Well, yeah, but also, like, all the major superhero movies and so on got canceled last year. So they they didn't have a ton to work with. I'll take that over, like, a Birds of Prey. I wouldn't wouldn't, have given a win to Shannon Murphy for Baby Teeth. That was another one that I thought might have got in. Um, I had a list. I don't have it anymore. But there were several others. It was a oh Kitty Green's uh, yeah I was gonna say feature. yeah for the assistant yeah, yeah since they assistant. since they do allow that um, yeah and then wait was Eliza Hitman nominated no oh no that's made, not her that's not like her she's made three movie. films before me yeah, that's yeah. like her fourth movie what am I thinking yeah. sorry and then yeah in the in the in the big category Chloe Zhao beat uh, Lee Isaac Chung Emerald Fennel David Fincher Aaron Sorkin so well, we all know cool. who I would have picked Aaron Sorkin no I would have picked Fincher I know. Uh, here, so since, I, uh, I love Zhao. I love. I thought her. I mean, I don't have so a, nice. I don't have a problem with her winning. It's a little boring that she's winning everything, but that's just yeah. Can't, can't is, control but, that. But like, I'll tell you this: is that her speech was very nice. And for all those mank haters out there, listen to what she said because you all love her. So you need to listen to what she said. She called his work in that film in his filmography a masterclass. She said, "And mank don't stank." No, she likes the film, so I think. I mean, isn't that her saying "Mank don't stank"? Isn't that pretty basically? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, like, I, I, like, I love is, it too. I like Mank a lot. It's not Fincher's best, but it's good. No, but no, I'm not saying it's it is Miles, but I'm just saying like the hate for that film throughout all this. Like, listen to her. If I mean, if, if just, you want to prop her up on a pedestal, uh, which I mean, she deserves it because she's she's a great director. She's she's going out there saying like, this man continues to make great cinema. I mean, you Stop. know how people are. Yeah, people are idiots. Yeah. Sorry. Listen. Um, no. So not here, y'all. let's uh, not let's... y'all. Awards radars. People are good. Yeah. Everybody. Else. Since we. Uh, Thank you. You know, since the award itself was kind of, you know, predetermined. Let's let's look at uh, in the past how they've done it because <laughs> we do like these these arguments. So since two thousand, right? Um, so they start off with that big year, right? So actually, so by the way, so I'll just mention 99, right? We all sort of think is one of the all-time years, right? Yeah. Their nominees were Frank Darabont, The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Spike Jones being John Malkovich. Nice. Michael Mann, Definitely. The Insider. Great. Sam Mendes, American Beauty. Mm-hmm. And Night Shyamalan, The Sixth Sense. Oh, hell yeah. That's not a bad lineup. They give it to Sam great lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So they did well. So since 2000... 2000, their nominees are Cameron Crowe, Almost Famous. Ooh. Phenomenal. Ang Lee, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott, Gradiator. And uh, Steven Soderbergh, Times Two, for Aaron Brockovich and Traffic. Ang Lee wins. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I would have gone Cameron Crowe, but I they were not going to. We know that. Uh, yeah, I would have I gone Cameron Crowe, too. Yeah. 2001. The nominees are Ron Howard, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I like Peter that. Jackson, Fellowship of the Ring. I like that movie more. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann, Moulin Rouge. Ugh. Christopher Nolan, Memento. Nice. Great. And, Rid- and Ridley Scott, Black Hawk Down. Oh, that's an inspired nomination. Ron Howard uh, wins. Ridley Scott would have been my pick. No. I would have given it to Peter Jackson for uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Probably, yeah. Although it's cool that Nolan is in there for Memento. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard not to give it to uh, to Jackson, but uh, Memento would have been my choice. Um, the next year, 
Stephen Baldry, The Hours. No, no thank Peter you. Peter Jackson, Two Towers. <laughs> said no thank you? Yep. <laughs> it's very polite. Uh, Peter Jackson, Two Towers, Rob Marshall, Chicago, Roman Polanski, The Penis. And the what? See? Wait, was it the uh, was it the uncut version of the of the penis? No, it's circumcised. <laughs> um, the penis no, uncut. <laughs> did you know that? Uh, did you know that the penis is uh, the penis is uh, composed by Dick Poop? look at what you did and martin scorsese gangs in new york they give the award to rob marshall i probably give it to scorsese i gotta say i give it to rob marshall i love uh, the one messiness that, of gangs in new york you should have won the oscar for chicago it's great direction i mean hindsight is 2020 is. so like i now know like i don't like rob marshall movies but i do like chicago chicago is yeah. a great movie i don't hate him winning that i probably still go peter jackson that year though you give him back oh no you give it to no one so okay never mind yeah and then I, no, I, I would say Jackson last year as well. I like that Nolan's in there. Oh, but okay. I think oh, okay. Is more so you give him back to back years, out back of those lineups. To yeah, back. All uh-huh. right. I'd go Marshall. Two thousand three, Sophia Coppola, Lost in Translation. Love it. Mm. Clint Eastwood, Mystic River. Sure. Peter Jackson, Return <laughs> of the King. <laughs> Gary Ross, Sea Biscuit. <laughs> hey, Sea Biscuit's great. It's fine. And Peter Weir, Master and Commander. Yeah, I think for me, it would be Peter Jackson all three years. This would have been Coppola for me. Love Lost in Translation. Peter Weir for Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. I I think the direction in that movie is wonderful. And I I like that movie. I'm I'm obviously a stand, I guess, for that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just think, I, I think that you know, like, I don't know. Uh, overall alert, film, way, overall film, I would give it to. I would. Give, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. Everyone yeah. knows I love Lord of the Rings. But um, overall film, I would give it to Lord of the Rings. But direction, I mean, I would. Yeah. I would give it to. I would give it to Weir over Jackson. Yeah. Spoiler alert for what we're doing as we continue. If you notice, there's a lot of Oscar crossover, especially with the winners, if they're not uh, Ang Lee or Hub Marshall. Um, but here's the thing. There's a lot of nominee crossover to come. So don't get attached to your Christopher Nolan memento nominations or your Cameron Crowe almost famous. And I will say the ones that don't cross over are almost always better than the ones they nominated. So here, next year, Clint Eastwood, Million Dollar Baby. I do like that one. Mark Forster, Finding Neverland. Taylor Hackford Ray. Alexander Payne, Sideways, Martin Scorsese, The Aviator. I, I think I give it to Eastwood. I give it to Scorsese for sure. I love the Aviator. I'd give it to Payne. Miles, you're, you're the best. I give it to Marty. Fair enough. The next year, George Clooney, Good Night and Good Luck. Paul Haggis, Crash. Ha! Ang Lee, Brokeback Mountain. Bennett Miller, Capote. Steven Spielberg, Munich. I give it to Clooney. Hmm. I give it to all four of them except Paul Haggis. But Clooney for sure. I think I go Spielberg. I might go Spielberg as well. I think Munich is super underrated. Yeah. Ryan? Um, Are you prepared to have Ang Lee go home empty-handed for Brokeback Mountain? I mean, that said, uh, if not for that, I would have definitely gone Ang Lee. 
I really do like Clooney's direction for Good Night and Good Luck. Well, yeah, and Good Night and Good Luck is the best one he's directed for sure. Yeah, it's so good. No, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's his best film. I do think The Ides of March and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind are very good films. I love The Ides of March. Uh uh huh. Uh, Um, But no, I give it, I I keep it with Aang. I think the direction in Brokeback is very solid. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and, and just, it's beautiful. And very yeah. subtle too, very yeah. soulful yeah. movie. Yeah, you know, there's there's one weird way. There's like a kinship <laughs> to the way Brokeback looks, and some of our nominees we've gotten over the last couple of years. I think it, you know, it's, yeah. No, Ang Lee's uh, direction there was fantastic. I I do agree even though that, he doesn't like the film. Yeah, you know, he's he doesn't think it's as good as his other work. But he thinks he like also, the Gemini Man and Billy <laughs> yeah. Lynn are better. You know, can I, mean? I tell so. you? I don't know if I've ever told this story. I went to a breakfast with Ang Lee the day of the Billy Lynn screening at MYFF, you know, the first time anyone's seen it. And he essentially just begs us to give it a chance. And I was like, oh, that's not what I want to hear from a filmmaker six hours before we watch this movie or whatever. It was, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was the same, like, I'm very proud of it and all that. But he was like, just, just give it a chance. Just, just go in with open mind. I'm like, no, don't, don't sell your film that way that's a problem and boy did that not work also i do love uh spielberg in munich save for one choice but i think we all don't like that same choice he makes is that the sex scene with visual yeah. war scene yeah it don't <laughs> yeah, work that's pretty weird um uh, can, I, same- can i also say there's that sequence i think it's around the middle of the movie where um they've planted the bomb and then they're like waiting for the guy and then he comes or like the daughter comes back yeah and it, like the whole back and forth of them on the street is like that is a master class intention that scene for sure yes no, that's as as bad as that other scene is as, that's as good as that is um i thought of that scene because there's that scene in queen and slim that has sex and violence also and i was like you know spielberg couldn't pull it off Maybe you don't try that either. It just doesn't work. It's a metaphor. Everyone loves it. It never works. The next year, Bill Condon, Dreamgirls. Sure. Uh, John- Wait, oh, this is nomination. I'm like, yeah, he won. Yeah, no, no. I've got, I, I'm, I tell you who, not, who won. I'm going uh, alphabetical now. Uh, Bill Condon, Dreamgirls. Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, Little Miss Sunshine. Love that mm-hmm. nomination. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Stephen Freer is the queen. It's okay. Alejandro Gonzalez in to Babel. Boy, I'm going to get tired of that name eventually. Let me do this. And Martin Scorsese departed and he wins. Uh, I mean, and I, I got to departed there. Yeah. yeah. Scorsese does great work in it. I do like uh, Babel quite a bit, though. So Inaritu probably my close second. Sunshine, my close second. The next year, um, yeah, it would probably be uh, it would probably be Marty. There you go. The next year, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, there will be Blood nominated. Joe Cohen and Ethan Cohen, No Country for Old Men. Tony Gilroy, Michael Clayton. Oh, what a nomination! Sean Penn into the Wild. That's oh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julian Schnabel, the diving bell and the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Cohen's win, obviously. My vote is easily Sean Penn. My vote is uh, Anderson for There Will Be Blood. I think that's easily his best film. Paul Thomas Anderson. That's my pick. 
I'm going to go with the Owens. I think it's a great, great lineup, though. Top to bottom. It's a very good lineup overall. The... I mean, like, you can't yeah. go wrong with either No Country or There Will Be Blood in picking it, but I just prefer There Will Be Blood a little bit more than No Country. But so, ask me tomorrow, and I might change my, my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So here, you know I'm going to give you some tension now. The next year, they go four out of five with Oscar. Oh. The nominees are Danny Boyle, Slumdog Millionaire. Sure. Ugh. David Fincher, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. Ron Howard, Frost Nixon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stu- <laughs> stupid fucking nomination. Whatever. Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. And Gus Van Sant Milk, they did not go the reader. Well, they know more. And, and, Oscar, said, and Oscar said, hold my beer. Um, Danny Boyle <laughs> wins. Um, Nolan or Van Sant for me? I think Nolan for The Dark Knight. I think it's still his best film. It's up there. Fincher's Benjamin Button, I like too. I don't even hate Frost Nixon. It's just sort of sitting there. You had, yeah. If you wanted people talking, Darren Aronofsky right there with the wrestler. Um, I'd say uh, Miles. You, I don't think it's his best film. I still think The Prestige is Nolan's best film. That, but that I might will be say my least favorite of his. <laughs> Jesus Christ, All right, Miles. I mean, I've, had, no I've fo- had this exact no argument with many people, but yeah, I know. Prestige, I think, completely falls apart at the end. I don't love the Prestige. I gotta say. It's the least rewatchable of his movements to me. I, it's literally the one I've watched the most. Um, that tracks. Anyway, um, I'll say this: I, I recently rewatched the the Dark Knight, and that God, that movie just moves. It just it that, moves so amazing. well for yeah. two and a half hours. I do recall seeing that movie opening night. You know, like ten, eleven, twelve, whatever. You know, on that Thursday night, and when it was over, like breathing heavily. I was like, yeah. I don't think that movie could have been any longer. I think you would have like lost, like yeah, the the screws were turned to the point where you're like, and, and yeah, I, need I don't, release. I don't know of places you could cut or anything. Like it is, it's perfect the way it is. Well, I'm sure they find it some stupid way on TV. I they know. fit in yeah, two hours. They, yeah, they yeah. probably do, but with commercials, I, I don't disagree with you, Joe. I think that Milk might be Gus Van Sant's best film. Like it is, Goodwill Hunting, is really, really good. It's between but the two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Which is funny, because it gives him the worst lessons of, like, no, I can be for hire. Yeah, but... And then you get some some real dogs. I prefer Penn in in that film over Mystic River by a mile. I do, too, but both times Penn was not my first choice. No. He... I'm so mad. Mickey Rourke, and it's not even close. For two performances, like, Mystic River's fine, but I should be delighted that Sean Penn has an Oscar for Milk. I love that performance. But he lost to two of my like top ten performances of all time. Oh, Johnny Depp and Curse of the Black Pearl, and uh, and who else? Uh, Bill Murray and <laughs> Mickey Rourke. No, I know. Yes. But also too, uh, going to just sag real quick. Like the fact that John, because I re, I've been rewatching Gore Verbinski's films oh, for uh, our for our podcast uh, that I just mentioned earlier, and um, uh, what was it? Uh, watching Depp. the Pirates films to see him win for curse of black pearl that is such an inspired win at sag that they've never done something like that again yeah we Um, talked about it last week so crazy yeah the next year this is a interesting year they do five for five uh catherine bigelow the hurt locker and she wins beating jimmy cameron avatar i know how much ryan loves that (laughs) lee daniels precious not not a good movie guys no uh, way. 
Jason Reitman up in the air, and Quentin Tarantino and Glorious Bastards. I might go Reitman, but I can't argue Bigelow. I love that performance, that directorial performance as well. Not, not performance. Well, directorial performance so counts. well as a director. Uh, I, think I, mean, that's, sure. I think that's a great win. I probably rewatching Glorious Bastards more than I do The Hurt Locker, but that's true too. They're both great. Uh, Bigelow, yeah. Reitman, Tarantino. You can't go wrong. Yeah, it's one I of agree. those three. I, I, I'd say. Which Bigelow. is wild that Cameron and Daniels were probably two and three that year. I'll go Reitman. Were they? I mean, Cameron was two. Because um, that was the race the whole year once Oscar yeah. season started. But I think Tarantino was probably three. Because he, he had that mm. moment where you thought he might be, this might be the one. Yeah. And then Reitman had that moment, and then they started, like... That's why I thought in 2019 it might be, and then... And yeah, then well, because that's what... came in there. Well, that's and, what happened with Avatar, was Avatar was looming, you know, the whole time as, like, maybe this is going to be the thing. But also there was that, like, but it's it's a gimmick, you know? Like, it's... It's, it's, it's so a gimmick. Are we, doing, are we doing Titanic again, but without it being Titanic? So there was that, like, search for what's going to be the other thing, and we knew... Precious out of Sundance was a thing, but it really probably wasn't going to stack up. The Hurt Locker was like the little movie that could, you know, because it had come out sort of the year before. And we, you know, Inglourious Bastards out of Can got a somewhat divisive response, even. Same thing with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, for some reason, Tarantino at Can, you know, you get like the couple of critics who go, meh. And then when it comes out, you're like, oh, they were just being picky. But that. I would argue sort of, one of those divisive receptions was more deserved than the other. Fair. But yeah, out of that was an August release. So there was a period there where you're like, maybe Tarantino's going to win. And then I think Telluride in Toronto launched up in the air. And then it was, oh, that's the perfect time for that to just win. And then by the time they voted, it had, you know, crested. Just something interesting. The next year, Darren Aronofsky, Black Swan. David Fincher, The Social Network. Tom Hooper, The King's Speech. Christopher Nolan, Inception. Oh, man. That's David O. Russell, The Fighter. Damn, and that's a good lineup. they gave it to Tom Hooper and swung that race. Yeah, it's a good lineup, and they give it to, like, the one person who doesn't really... The clear number there. five. Yep, the clear number five. I would have much sooner gone Ben Affleck for The Town... Or Lisa Cholodenko for the kids are all right. I, it's like a good, good choice. Yeah, I give it to David Fincher. There it goes. They they again go with the number five pick the next year, but I'll get to that in a second. Nominees are Woody Allen, Midnight in Paris. I know he's not popular right now, but everybody loved Midnight in Paris. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. I think it's still my number one of that year. I believe he like stumbled into fun Woody Allen. Uh, David Fincher, the girl with dragon tattoo. Yes. Wait, he, he didn't get nominated at the Oscars, did he? He did not. Oh, good on you, DGA. They went, uh, well, I would say the other nominees before I tell you who, who made it instead. Uh, Michael Hazavinicius, The Artist. Alexander Payne, The Descendants. Martin Scorsese, Hugo. They went uh, Malik instead at the Oscars. Yeah, I get it, but. Yeah, I would have gone Allen or Fincher, I think. I know it's unpopular, but I'd go with Pain. Again. I like The Descendants quite a bit. 
Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, loved it. Was like my number three of the year or something like that. Gave it four stars at the time. That that film had a, a lot of personal, uh, at the time, things going on in my life and really hit me hard. Were you hanging Still out Still does, even talking about it. What was that? You're hanging out in Hawaii and uh, Robert no, Forrester. No, I wish that was. I wish that was the case. I mean, I did become friendly with Robert Forrester over the last couple of years until he passed. So I do like watching that movie and seeing him. I've been like, yay, you're good. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone's picking the artist, right? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. The next yeah, year. I, I'd probably go Fincher with that group. Yeah. Oh, boy. The next year. So you guys remember the next year where there was no shortage of amazing directorial efforts to choose from, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the nominees were Ben Affleck, Argo. They corrected that. And he wins. Keep in mind. Catherine Bigelow, Zero Dark Thirty. Tom Hooper, Les Mis. Oh, fuck. Ang Lee, Life of Pi. Oh, man. Steven Spielberg, Lincoln. So oh, no man. Tarantino for Django, huh? No Tarantino, yeah, no that's... Russell. Ah, those are... No um, uh, uh, Haneke, if you like that. No Zeitlin. Oh, thank God there's no Zeitlin. Oh, I yeah. like that movie. It's fine. Movie. But yeah, I flex my pick there. Um, I'd probably give it to Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty. I think the direction and that's just wonderful and it's so underrated. I mean, Affleck, Bigelow, Spielberg. You can't go wrong. I don't think people talk enough about just how great a film Zero Dark Thirty is. And it all it got so unfairly maligned by the goddamn Republican Party. Which is funny and... because you watch it now. Like I watched it recently and I was like, it's still a phenomenal movie. It's kind of a right wing movie. Yeah, it is. Like it's thing. a movie where you kind of have to be like, I don't agree with a lot of. Well, you know why? Well, it. you know why they went after it, Joe. Yeah, it's because a woman directed it. Well, Otherwise, yeah. and it, also, if, a, if a man, if a man did it, which I mean, let's I mean, face it, also it American was, Sniper didn't get any fucking hate, and and look how many nominations that got. I suppose. And also, was. remember, it was during the election. Yeah, and also it was like, oh well, Obama got Bin Laden, so uh, fuck that film and fuck her. And it's like, yeah. no, fuck you. Yeah, sorry. I know. I was there. Um, yeah. Next You're year, in the room. Alfonso yeah. Cuarón, Gravity, and he wins. Mm-hmm. Deserving. No, that. yeah, no, no major complaint. The other nominees: Paul Greengrass, Captain Phillips, Steve McQueen, Twelve Years a Slave, David O. Russell, American Hustle. I just love that sentence. Yeah, I just I just love nice. David R. Russell, American Hustle. Say it again, uh, David there R. Russell, American Hustle, um, and Martin Scorsese, The Wolf of Wall Street, which is actually my pick. I was so skeptical I, of that movie. I thought I was like, I've seen the like bad Wall Street movie, but Jesus Christ, was he having fun? That's a, that's one of his best recent ones. It's just so it like a thirty year old couldn't direct a movie with that much energy, and he's directing it in like his seventies or whatever. Presumably not on cocaine anymore either. Yeah. Like, where does he get the energy? That's the movie I most want to talk to him about. Like, I talked to other people about that movie, but I never got to talk to him. Just because I want to know, like, why? Because, you know, in your 70s, like, his other things he's doing, he's, like, slowing down with. He's being meditative, you know? And and what made him be like, I want to make this. Like, just, I want to get an NC-17 rating if I can. 
Well, yeah, because you look at like, you know, Silence or The Irishman, it's very, you know, sort of reflective and very much like sort of slowing things down. But then smack dab in the middle of that, you've got The Wolf of Wall Street, which is like one of the highest energy films he's ever made. Yeah, like The Wolf of Wall Street and The Departed are outliers if you look at what he's made in the last like 20 years. Because he's not a high energy filmmaker anymore. He's a you know, master of his craft, but he's a he's sort of uh, ruminating on on his experience. But these two were just like, I, it's just like, just like ah, is like how I describe the movie. Just like that sound, you know. Um, so I love I will, it. I I will say for uh, while I love uh, Alfonso Caron's direction for Gravity, I don't understand how Steve McQueen didn't win for Twelve Years a Slave because That's I just fair. think that it is impeccable direction i mean i think gravity is the fifth best movie of that lineup of that list i mean it's a really good movie i wouldn't say it's gravity and captain phillips are are, are a shade below Um, yeah but man oh man i just i don't understand how that why that didn't translate with director like ridley's screenplay does uh lupita did but not director that just didn't make any sense to me a little weird i agree i think that movie is such an achievement and yeah oddly um yeah, no, it's a great movie. I just I was thinking of on Friday night, Bill Moore did a segment on like how the the Oscars should be the, oh, de- yeah. the, the Debbie's, the Debbie Downers, and whatever. Yeah, I don't agree it, with him, but like I get the target, so like whatever. I don't have to agree with. Wasn't someone. that funny, Joe? That he like he's like remember when Hollywood used to make movies that mattered, this is the point that I and was, that they I were was... entertaining, and I'm like Grapes of Wrath and Twelve Angry Men, and then a bunch of other ones happened, like Red. Well, my point was, he and was, then he was Twelve Years a about... Slave shows up, and it's like, yeah, there is like Twelve almost... Years a Slave is way more misery porn than Promising Young Woman because he was complaining or Nomadland. All the movies yeah. this year are misery porn, which I mean, yeah. he's not a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, but it's a bad take. But... No, he's not. But he's also like, but then he also says in the argument, oh, well, Godzilla versus Kong. I don't want to see that movie. It's like, well, th- and he's also done off pieces about superhero movies. It's like, what movies do you want to fucking I don't see? Think, yeah. Oh, you're just, you don't but want to see any of them. You just want to bitch him on. Type guys who has to have an argument with everything. I don't yeah. know what he likes. Well, that's why I think you just have to like tune out the ones you don't like. Like, OK, I don't like this argument of the seven things you're going to complain about today. The worst you know, part about his argument was it's it's a few weeks before Oscars and a lot of people are just being introduced to these films and he went total spoiler. It was horrible. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't, point, I don't well, think any of it. See these movies already. Yeah, I don't think any of it. No, 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 no. But you're talking as people who do an awards podcast. I'm talking about average Joes. Who yeah, say, but I don't what think the hell you can. Young woman. Are they really going to see these movies? Though, my, I mean, uh, maybe. Steve, Actually, I do they, think more people saw Promising Young Woman than you realize because we don't have VOD numbers. But yeah. from yeah. what I understand, Focus was was delighted. Um, yeah, but I'm saying these are the good weeks for people to, to find these films. I think even if you knew how the movie ended, it's still a good movie. I'm sure they weren't happy. Let's just say that. I'm no, sure I'm sure they weren't. Thrilled. Oh, fantastic. Spoilers. I actually should have te- I should have texted my Focus person. and. Well, I mean, technically, when they spoiled Judas and they spoiled um, Trial of Chicago 7, that's history. That's been I around mean, for I mean, listen, decades, if you decades. don't know that... If you don't know that Fred Hampton gets murdered in Judas and the Black Messiah, I cannot help you. <laughs> um, and and technically, it's it's somewhat irrelevant to Trial of Chicago Seven, knowing or not knowing about that. It's a great moment in terms of like explaining the time period, but also, I feel like a reasonably well-educated human being should be aware of that time period in American history. Like it's a it's a black hole if you don't know about like the '60s, but. Uh, you know, 
Side note to what we were just talking about with uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I spoke to the cinematographer of that film, none other than um, Rodrigo Prieto, for The Irishman around the time like they debuted the trailer and like had a couple people there to talk. And I said, I was talking about the Wolf of Wall Street for a minute with him. And he said he loved shooting it. The hardest part of that movie was that they ruined insane amounts of takes. And I was like, who? He was like, Marty. Apparently Scorsese would crack up every time they did something funny. Like he was his own (laughs) worst enemy in that movie. Every time they do something ridiculous, he would bust out laughing and ruin his own shot. Oh no. (laughs) So not only was he enjoying, he was the most amused person on that set. Um, And they said like, it, it was, he was like, it was wild to watch Leo make that movie because, you know, DiCaprio is, uh, not that person. So he's, you know, he's talking, he's talking, he's, t- you know, he's chatting with whoever. And then the scene starts, and he's like, Rah! like, just the, like, no prep work right into it. And you lose the shot because, because Scorsese would just be like, oh, like, so tickled by what was going on. I was like, God, that sounds like a fun set to be on. Doesn't it just. Right. <laughs> uh, here, the next year, Wes Anderson, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. Clint Eastwood, American Sniper. Right at that point in that nominations where you're expecting to see the words Ava DuVernay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I remember texting a girl that I was sort of dating at the time, and she was a, actually a film publicist. And uh, I was in a press conference for something, and she texted just furious at that. I was like, no, I could have told you they were going to do that. But still, woof. Um, sucks. Alejandro, really sucks. Mm-hmm. yep, Alejandro now G in your RE2, Birdman and the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, um, Richard Linklater Boyhood, and Morton Tildum, The Imitation Game. Huh. Boy, did they back the wrong horse there. Uh, in your RE2 wins. Inyaritu's does great work in that movie. I might go towards Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest, though. I think that's my favorite film of his by far. Link ladder for me by far. Uh, it oh. would be Wes Anderson. To me, like it's go wild that the directors and the producers didn't nominate, didn't reward Boyhood, just for the like degree of difficulty. Yeah, it feels like sort of Nomad lands on the track of which we all thought Boyhood was going to go down. Which right. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, no, like it, it sort of—it sort of feels like that little indie film. It's—it's it's very. It's got an important thing. Behind yeah, it. like listen, we would have you know. like if Boyhood had swept, like we thought it would have, you know, at the time. Like Boyhood just wins everything. I think it would have been like, you know, okay, with, sort I would have been okay with it. I would have been okay with it. It would have been sort of frowned upon by the society in general of just like this movie's boring or something like that, but. Like, if you think about what they would be rewarding, like, that's a ridiculous achievement. And, you know, I don't know. I I, I haven't revisited it more than once, but that first viewing is special. I I remember, like, though, the movie that it it, it sort of, with Birdman, that movie got swept up with momentum. Yeah, it hit at the right time. And I think that it hit at the right time. If it didn't exist, I mean... If it didn't exist, based off what the Academy was going for, it sort of looked like it was going to be like that Boyhood was three and that Grand Budapest was two. It's possible. I would have been interested to see the Grand Budapest Boyhood fight for a longer stretch. 
and see how they would have gone there. But uh, no, I, I just recall watching Boyhood and that first hour or so, you're like, okay, this is cute. But you're sort of wondering what the fuss is about. And yeah. it didn't hit me until towards the end. So you get, obviously, you get uh, Patricia Arquette's big scene. And you're like, okay, I get it. She's going to win her Oscar. Cool. Um, even though My I, funeral. Yeah, even though I'm like, I think Ethan Hawke is better. Um, he totally is. Like, you know. You know because it's Ethan Hawke and like also he's the one who I'm noticing more I'm like oh god he's getting old like well it's also too it's from the boy's perspective and as they yeah so like he has a different it's a lot like me as I grew older even though I lived with my mom a lot of like those little scenes in your life you I spent a lot of time with my dad like yeah you know he has a very close relationship with his dad looks like more than his mom oh yeah so you're you know you're, you're starting to notice and I didn't it didn't hit me Cause I'm noticing him get older and like, you know, he's becoming the moody teen and like, I get it, but I'm still like noticing more like, Oh, Ethan Hawke becoming like a veteran actor as opposed to like the smarmy, like younger actor he was where we're like, Oh, he's good, but he's that guy. And then you realize, Oh no, now he's the Ethan Hawke. We all love just watching that transformation. But it's when, um, the kid starts to get ready and he's driving the college and I start to realize I'm going to miss him. I'm like, Oh fuck. That's the point of this movie. Like, I'm going to miss spending time with this person I watched grow up. So you kind of yeah. have to you have to be in it the whole time. If you if you fight you, it, you're not going to get it. And then it ends and you're like, oh, yeah, I was depressed. What about the rest of this person's life? I, 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 I literally was a little depressed afterwards. I was like, fuck. It's coming uh, which out is why it worked. Yeah. So I, I, I have to watch there. it again because I didn't care for it the first time. I thought it was OK. I think I focused too much on the gimmick and not enough on the film. But hearing what, how you speak about it makes me really want to go back and revisit yeah. So I shall. So I'd give it to Anderson, by the way. I think that that film does right. hold up well. I figured you guys would. That's fine. Uh, the next year, they again give it to Alejandro G. Inyaritu for The Revenant and Gag. Um, that's just annoying. Especially when you see the other nominees. Tom McCarthy, Spotlight. Better. Adam McKay, The Big Short. Divisive, but I'd prefer it. Everyone's pick, but me. George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh-huh. Still, be- still better than The Revenant. And my pick. Ridley Scott, The Martian. Ah, uh, The Martian is oh, great. That, that should have been his Oscar. They should have just done it. Nobody would have complained. Well, because it's the best movie he's made in so many years. And it's arguably one of his it's arguably one of his best movies in total, too. Yeah. Well, like when I say so many years, I mean like since the original Blade Runner. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, what I mean, I mean, it it should have been George Miller. I, I think I mean, George Miller. It's just that movie is such. I mean, nobody's gonna nobody would have argued feet. about that either. <laughs> so here, um, Ridley Scott. Side note: He wasn't gonna get nominated for Alien or Blade Runner, but everyone likes that, right? Um, people were fond of Legend overall, right? I think now. I think they've like come has, back around to it. I don't think they were yeah. initially. Uh, Thelma and Louise. I think if he had won for Thelma and Louise, you would have, everyone would have been fine. I think it was probably just early. Nobody thought of him as like a master yet. Um, Gladiator. I don't love, love Gladiator, but probably his best shot, right? It was one of his more Oscar-y movies, I think. Yeah. I mean, the movie won Best probably, Picture. Yeah, I, pro- I mean, I'd probably say that, yeah, that was... Just... And then the I next year... Bla- best, but yeah. I mean, next year, Black Hawk Well, it's like Best Shot to Win. Yeah, yeah I think sure. that was his best shot to win because it won Best Picture. Yeah. Um... Black Hawk Down, the next year, I think everyone would have been totally happy with that, too. Even though it would have probably seemed like a makeup. 
in a way, but yeah. that's amazing direction. Um, then he gets into like that realm of not making good stuff. Well, not that like I like Matchstick Men, but it wasn't an Oscar movie. Kingdom of Heaven. It depends on which version you watch, right? Um, yeah. A Good Year's Bad. Uh, uh, American like- Gangster was just oscar bait that didn't work american gangster is such a missed opportunity of a movie it just, you know what american gangster needed to be it needed to be more like the wolf of wall street yeah it needed to be more fun it needed to be it needed to bring its two main characters together before like the last five minutes of the movie it kind of needed a second main character like yeah denzel's fine like I, I i you know we've seen that movie before but like it's a good version of it but russell crowe is I mean, I get it. They're they're buddies at the top, like in that point. But he's a black hole of charisma in that movie. He's he's the same problem with uh, Public Enemies from last week. Like yeah. it's like I don't care yeah, about I this other person. That. Yeah. Um, then he makes Body of Lies, which I challenge you to remember anything about that movie. That's got Oscar Isaac in it for a it's couple got, of minutes. It's got yeah, Oscar, Leo, Oscar Leo, Isaac, Leo, Matt Damon. Yeah. There's some stuff. In Russell, Russell Crowe again in it, written by the uh, writer of The Departed. That movie should have been so much better than it was. Yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about a good year yet, have we? I skipped right over it because it was not it. good. Oh, I love that movie. I don't. Like it's a good it. guilty pleasure film. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's not like whatever. It's not a bad bit. It's not like a, it's it's not like a, like I'm, it's winning all the awards, but it's like a it's like, a lark. You put that on in the background. It's like a lot of fun. You know? There's there's no reason it costs thirty five million dollars though. Most of it That's went a, to Russell Crowe, I'm sure. To wine is what it went to. Um, then he makes Robin Hood. Bad. Ugh. That movie is so fucking boring. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure people Again, Oscar the Isaac. It's boring and I remember so a bunch of people cast. saw that instead of seeing MacGruber. And yeah. uh, I was also, the only one that was in the movie. You had Oscar Isaac as Prince John as opposed to Robin. And Russell Crowe as Robin as opposed to Prince John. Just like... Any idiot could have Messed cast up. that one the right way. Like, that's also had like this weird this was, thing this with like Marion and really broke out though. I think he, I know a, he had a string of he had he did that he did Sucker Punch he had kind of a string of movies where he was like a Drive. Very unmemorable villain. Yeah, like Drive was about to come, but you know I think yeah. at the time, Whoa. if you just think of who's a more interesting co- uh, character to play, like Oscar Isaac does a lot more Robin Hood than Russell Crowe in his like. Sure, I'm. Well, do you guys movie. remember when that was originally going to be a Sheriff of Nottingham movie, and then it yep. ke- kept changing until it became something standard and boring? Wasn't he the Wasn't he the Sheriff of Nottingham at the time? Russell Crowe was going to be Nottingham, and then it was going to be uh, Ro- Robin Hood will be a minor character. Well, then he'll be a major character, but he'll be like Christian Bale or someone. Then, well, wasn't no, yeah? Well, I maybe think... at one point Russell Crowe was going to play both characters. Wasn't uh, that? I think that's where this this thought process of mine occurred, where I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac will probably be. Um, Robin Hood and he'll be like running off in the woods and you'll barely see him and he'll be a nuisance and at the end of the day Matthew McFadden is the sheriff of Nottingham and it's like a barely in the movie and it's like this character is where this whole thing started yep I think this is where we got into like oh sometimes he's bad Russ, uh, Ridley Scott you know because other than that you were you know 1492 uh, I feel, I feel like we've been there I, I think I mean Kingdom I of Heaven he- was a the Kingdom, the Kingdom of Heaven, of Heaven fine. Good I year. think his good movies are less frequent than his bad movies at a certain well, he, point. Because what he's doing right now is he does Kingdom of Heaven, A Good Year, American Gangster, Body of Lies, Robin Hood, right in a row. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Then he does Prometheus, which divisive. Like, I don't cool hate to Prometheus. See him. It's visually spectacular. Yeah. the I remember watching that with uh, my ex. We go to see Safety Not Guaranteed in the morning. 
because <laughs> it had just come out and I wanted to see it. It's great. And then we have um, IMAX tickets to Prometheus. And I remember this was like, I used to show her a lot of trailers and she was fine. I remember showing her like the first trailer and then maybe the second. And she's like, don't show me another trailer. I want to see this movie. You have sold me. It has done its job. I'm in. Don't ruin it anymore. I was like, all right, cool. Um, Which I thought was a good sign. Everyone's excited. We watched the movie. And I think I like it. We go out to eat. And while I'm eating like sushi, I'm starting to get pissed at the movie. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And like, by the time the like dinner's over and we're back at the apartment, I'm like actively mad at this movie. I'm like, they were in a circle and they got lost. Um, it's it's so, a movie that does not hold up to to a lot of scrutiny. But if you it just, is the like, movie. turn your brain off and enjoy the visuals, it's okay. Well, that's the thing. You have to watch it as a bad movie that's kind of good as opposed to this is a great movie. And I think it, everyone it was not. hyped for it to be like the next big thing and it, it was just kind yeah. of fine. And it does kind of fit into the rest of his filmography because he follows it up with the counselor a uh clinton davis special you know year in advance oscar prediction best picture winner <laughs> right up there with uh, to the wonder and the counselor is oh yeah one of the worst to the movies. wonder i remember him doing that one of the worst <laughs> movies that ridley scott has made oh. you somehow made a movie where cameron diaz has sex with a car hood bad and like, well, because he's he's not a sleazy enough director to do a no. version of that scene. That movie, mm. like, is puzzled. To take it too seriously. Yeah, it's and puzzled it's, with the concept also of sleaze. Cormac McCarthy, and it's like... This movie should have been Killer Joe. Yeah, it should have been like that. Like, William Freakin should have totally directed it. And it was right. a $25 million movie. Like, it was made on a budget. Like, you could have gotten a way more interesting filmmaker to make that same movie. And what yeah, do you, you, and maybe yeah, you, you lose Brad Pitt. You put Pitt it in the hands of somebody better. that deals with hundred million dollar budgets. It's not and like twenty five million. Dollars. And listen, if you lose two of those actors, I'm like I get it. Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Javier Bardem, Brad Pitt is a pretty sellable group. Any two of them would work. You know, if you couldn't get the cast, he follows it up with Exodus, Gods and Kings, which is oof, which is a classic, and we just all love it, right? You no, know, it's no, it's it's awful. By the way, isn't like isn't like so it's Joel Edgerton and Christian Bale, and then like John Turturro and Sigourney Weaver, all as Egyptians. John 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 Turturro is like their father. Yeah. Also, um, you're forgetting that also Egyptians. Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, uh, that's right. Ben Mendelsohn isn't that. Oh my god. Ewan Bremner. Um. Other people who fit a little bit better, like a Ben Kingsley and, and uh, Goldfish uh, Farhana, but like they were just wild that their people are just like, oh, let's somewhat cast it with people who make sense. Also, a two hundred million dollar movie. Then he makes The Martian, which is I think where the narrative should have been: holy shit, he's back! Just give him the fucking Oscar. Because um, then he makes Alien Covenant, which is fucking it, terrible. Yeah, like. I don't understand how they took the complaints of the first one, like kind of make more of an alien movie made an R rated, like gory alien movie and still made it worse somehow. Yeah. I think it's like aggressively worse than Prometheus, which is not a great movie though. The, the red band trailer for alien covenant is a good movie. Yeah, you're just like, like, Oh shit, <laughs> the xenomorph killing people. Great. Oh, there's a movie around this. Never mind. Also like the shot is like Michael Fassbender actively bad in that movie. He's not great in that movie. You don't like when he plays the flute with himself? That's the most interesting scene, but like 
you kind of got to go all or nothing on that kind of character dynamic. Yeah. And they only really That's teased true. at it. But the worst is like when he's playing the American version of the robot with like the worst American accent I've ever heard in a movie. Hi, guys. I'm Charlie. Whatever the name of it was. Uh, yeah. Also, again, cast good actors. Give them nothing to do. Though I do love the shot of the alien tail while the two people were boning in the shower. Oh, yeah. Well, that, again, it's a very sleazy image that Ridley Scott's too classy to do anything with. Yeah, he makes all the money in the world next. It's fine. Um, The last duel coming this year, who knows? Could go either way. But again, I think both movies this year, The Last Duel and House of Gucci, are not going to work, even though I hope they do, because they both should be sleazy. And he's at his worst when he's sleazy. Gucci... Oh, God. (laughs) What? Anyway, doesn't everyone do that still? Back to DGA. You ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta wrap this thing up, man. I know. So here. I know. We get to start the next week's podcast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, So here, let's finish up uh, DGA. So, everyone pick George Miller. I pick Ridley Scott. The next year, Damien Giselle nominated La La Land. He wins. Garth Davis, Lion. No one likes it. Except Steve. Um, Steve. Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea. Denny Villeneuve, Arrival. Yeah, and then Mel Gibson replaces Denis, right? Mel Gibson replaces... uh, And it's like, still, you're just like, ugh. You're so close. Throw Pablo Lorraine in there. No, no, he... Yeah. And we're so good. Yeah, because Denis gets it. Yeah, because the other Um, four are good. Um, Giselle's my pick. Barry... Motherfucking Jenkins. But both Thank great. Course. I have to go Villeneuve for Arrival. That's like one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Okay. My number two film of that year. Barry's. Uh, I mean, Chazelle, Jenkins, Lonigan, Villeneuve, all deserving winners. Just that fifth slot's a dog. Oh, come uh, on. Cool. I mean, I like, I like the whole lineup. I like all, to, all five. I mean, Garth Davis is all. just unspectacular. There's nothing to it to make you go, I get it. They just like the movie. Yeah. Um, the next year, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, and he yes. wins. Yes. Um, we'll save the debate for another time because we're running very long. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird. Martin McDonough, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Jordan Peele, Get Out. <sighs> Dun- I think Nolan, this should have been his win. Should have been Nolan. Yeah. It's not even close. Eh, it's not his best. I'm going Gerwig. Like- Ooh, was my second choice. For you, Steve. Um, I would say that yeah, if if it was at the Oscars with the Oscar five and PTA was there also too, um, which is a great Oscar replacing five, Del Toro, even right? with Del Toro. Del Toro would personally for me be in the five spot. Fair, because I just think the yeah, other he's four my, he's my five as well. Directors, yeah. Um, I think he deserved to win. Fair enough. Well, uh, the next year on this show can't always be right. Yeah, the next year. <laughs> oh, God. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, and he wins. Peter Farrelly, Green Book. Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay, Vice. It should have been Spike or Bradley. It should have been Spike, I think. I, I agree. Yeah, those are my two. I, yeah. It should have been... You know what? I keep it with... Um, Bradley or Spike? Calderon. I'll keep it with Cuaron. All right. Has Spike ever I'm won fine. I'm fine with that. the DGA? He has not. But no, he's not. He's not then, no, then but even last night, it was such bullshit last night because he was nominated and everyone sort of thought he would win 
for uh, American Utopia. And then they found out that the guy that beat him because it was like for best live, whatever, or one of those like, you know, yeah. uh, the categories or whatever it was. And it lost. He lost to a former president of the DGA. And it's like, oh, that, wonderful. That tracks. And then last year. Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. Sam Mendes, 1917. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Mm. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you notice who we skipped? <laughs> Taika Waititi? Well, no, he's the final nominee. I was implying that Joker didn't get nominated. Mm-hmm. Right, Lisa? Oh, oh yeah. no. Duh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, what a, what oh, a my, my heart will go on. Oh, no. What a shame. I, I would have voted Tarantino. It's, kind of, it's kind of crazy. Oh, it's kind of crazy how how Emerald Fennell and and uh, um, has has turned for, has, how Todd Phillips has turned into Emerald Fennell this year. It's it's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I would. I mean, I love Bong so much, but yeah. All right. Uh, In this lineup, I give it to Quentin Tarantino. No, uh, I, Steve, I grab that. I think Fennell. Steve, grab that audio and send it to the. Texas uh, sheriff. I love Bong, and Ryan's about to be uh, arrested on his trafficking oh. charges. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I mean know- I'm on, I'm on record of everyone knows. Once upon a time in Hollywood was my favorite film of 2019. I love Parasite, but I think all all the people out there in the world, like y'all, just got like all the Parasite lovers out there, just calm down. Like it's not I, even the best film of the decade from the the country of Korea. They're the both, Handmaiden exists. I, so, I prefer Parasite. That's fair. Um, no, I, I think um, I believe Parasite was my three and Once Upon a Time was my four. And Irishman was my yeah. five. So I was pleased um, no matter what. what we, I will say yeah. lesson in 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 how you can uh, sometimes mess up a vote. That year at Critics' Choice, my you know inaugural year there, if you recall, there was a tie. Mendes and Bong tied. I, I voted for Tarantino. I could have broken the tie. I didn't know. I obviously didn't know, but I was sitting there. I was literally, I was in California. I was in my friend's apartment in San Jose with uh, my now uh, other former friend who had come with me. And I was talking to her. I was going over the ballot and I was like, I don't think Tarantino's going to win, but I think he's my, do I, do I vote for Bong? Cause I don't really want Sam Mendes to win. And then she's like, I don't care. Do whatever you fuck you want. Like if someone had talked me into it, I would have done it. And, Bong would have won. And I wonder if that would have made it a little less of a surprise on Oscar night. If he went in with critics choice and, you know, in his hand, like soul win. I don't know. In any event, let's wrap up since we've been doing this for days now. Um, BAFTA will have happened by the time you guys listen to this. Remember some of the categories were voted on by like six people. So you have to take it with a slight grain of salt. We will talk about it next week and see how it factors into the race. Um, after that, we're basically just down to the Oscars. Nothing else that really matters is happening. So everyone say where they can find you and throw in something, whatever you want. So Miles, you go first. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. I'm also on Instagram at Marvelous Miles, although I never check it. Please check out my short film, American Exorcist, on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures. And uh, for recommendation, I'm actually going to redeem. It was like either last week or the week before where I 
we couldn't figure out how to get me to recommend a bad movie. I've got one for you this week. If you want to watch my girlfriend and I, in preparation for the new Mortal Kombat, rewatched oh, the God. older two movies. And then from there have kind of gone on a spree of like, because she's having only seen the ones from the 90s that have that charming, so bad, they're good quality. She is unconvinced that video game movies are bad. So I'm going to mm. have to show her, show her some real crap soon. Um, but one o- that I Uvable, had, thanks you for your patronage. Yeah, for real. Um, but as one I had never seen until this past week that was actually kind of delightful, I'm going to recommend Street Fighter the movie, uh, oh, which features Raul Julia's final performance and what a performance it is. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, it's not... Poor guy. <laughs> it's not a good movie in any traditional sense of the word, but if you're looking for something that's got some so bad it's good charm or just some campy 90s-ness to it, it's 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 a lot of fun. M. Bison. Yeah. All right. Ryan? You can find me on Twitter at RyanMcQuaid77 and recommendations this week, Joe? Uh, I will give a giant shout out to the first three entries and the only three entries in the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. I watched them all this week. And I love that trilogy. I think it's one of the best of all time. The CGI holds up. The villains are so great. The world and the lore is fantastic and uh, fun and campy. It's before Johnny Depp sort of canceled himself or we canceled him. And I think he's really good. And the character doesn't overstay its welcome. I think the everyone in around the him is, is fantastic. Well, in the first three I fair think, i think i i think they're really good i i hate them. and um That's fine. and i think also too i still won't understand to this day how jeffrey rush didn't get nominated for an academy award for his portrayal of captain barbosa neither the first or the third film because he is having so much fun it should be illegal <laughs> and yeah gore Ravinsky, great director we mentioned it earlier on the pod and uh these are Sort of like the crown jewel of his of his uh, of his career, and um, I love them. So those go watch them. They're on Disney Plus. The first pirates, the first pirates is a better theme park ride than the theme park ride. Oh yeah, I mean I that's that's that. the so thing too is is they're so original because even though they are based off a theme park ride, they had to create sort of these worlds and 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 all these you know and really go into the lore and stuff and. It's it's quite impressive. And then the uh, the fourth and fifth one don't ever exist. I'd like them to make sequel to the third, but they'll never do it uh, because uh, those other movies don't exist, right? Yeah, fair enough. Um, Steve, you can find me on Twitter and on Letterbox at Filmsnork. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I like the <laughs> way you funny. said it. <laughs> you sound so, like you're playing M Bison. Twitter. <laughs> that was my intention. Twitter. So uh, you may have heard me speaking of Gene Hackman earlier. There was a conversation pre-podcast uh, where I said that I had seen him in Superman again recently. I revisited, and Otisville. Uh, he's absolutely he's absolutely wonderful. What was that? I said Otisville. You're going to recommend moving to Otisville. Uh, Otisville, exactly. It's a beautiful little town. Oh, come um, on, Mister Luthor, Mister Luthor. He is so worthy of his own uh, of a column being based on on the uh, the quality of that of his performance has inspired me to propose a new column a weekly column for Words Radar and if it happens you will know it'll be called Otisville 
Go see Superman. Right. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be called. Uh, it's not gonna be called Miss Tesmaka. Tesmaka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. it, the, the uh, film does it's a, it takes a while to get going but once it gets, gets going it's really one of the best superhero films out there yeah. it still stands up um sure you can find me at julian magazine all the social media channels you can find awards radar at same um i'm going to recommend uh to miles spontaneous yet again now that he likes loving monsters i tried to um, find it on uh, amazon but you need like an epics plug-in or something to watch it so i'm still waiting for streaming well or Whatever, we'll figure it out. And uh, in general, I recommend the vaccine. So, you know, it's a good get thing it. to get. Yep. And it sticks to landing. I, I, <laughs> what are those? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a way that you get Microsoft for free. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, might need it. Steve might need it for his computers. Yeah, I think Steve really needs to get it. Steve could use Bill Gates in a little bit inside of him. Yeah, well, right now I'm using a rotten apple. That's the problem. Oh, that's why. He knows. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, in any event, mm. yes, everyone get vaccinated. And uh, next week, we'll talk about BAFTA and uh, move towards final predictions. So in the meantime, we will uh, see you at our virtual movie screens. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.